When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. You can follow us on social media at Sorry About Last Night on Instagram. We're S-R-Y about at Last N-Y-T on Twitter. I'm at Philanthropy Gal on all platforms. And I'm Christina Hutch and with a K and two Ys. <laughs> and that's where we uh, put all our dates for upcoming uh, tour shows and things that you might want to know about. Uh, this week's news we're just gonna do a, a smorgasbord of uh abortion rights reproductive things being taken away uh it's exciting it's an exciting time to be a lady oh yeah in america choices um so you might have heard uh the new york times in an article there was a failed texas bill uh last week that would have made the death penalty possible in abortion cases so that's a fun twist what a good use to that congressperson's time yeah and like so obviously it's great that it failed but the fact that it's even it was even like brought up and taken seriously enough that there's articles about it and that there was fear about it actually being passed is scary um so a bill considered by members of the texas house of representatives uh last week would have criminalized abortions and opened up the possibility for women and physicians to receive the death penalty uh, the legislation appeared uh, to have no chance of progressing after the Republican chairman of the committee that heard testimony about the bill declared his opposition. Yay. But the bill would have allowed women who obtained an abortion or doctors who performed one to be charged with assault or criminal homicide, the latter of which is punishable by death in Texas. It would have allowed no exceptions for abortions in cases of rape or when the health of the mother is at risk. Despite the bill's apparent failure it was a stark example of the kind of proposed abortion bans that challenge federal judicial precedent that are under consideration in states legislatures across the country so that's part one which is real fun and then uh, a lot of you have been talking about or uh, pointing out uh, the fetal heartbeat bills that are being passed kind of everywhere. If you're confused about what that is or if you've heard people talking about it, it's just a pr- form of proposed abortion legislation in the U.S. Uh, that makes abortions illegal as soon as the fetus's heartbeat can be detective. Uh, detected because they're arguing that as soon as you hear a human heartbeat, that's enough to indicate that it's a human being, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, no one's listening to that with animals. That's a personal thing that I'm just gonna put there. <laughs> We're just ki- we just kill everyone and everything. Yeah. Um. And then so that was pending in Ohio, and Ohio did unfortunately pass uh, the heartbeat bill, which means that. It could be like six weeks into a pregnancy that you can detect a heartbeat. uh, And a lot of women don't even know that they are pregnant by then. Uh, Of course, uh, Kentucky and Mississippi have already adopted similar laws. And there's a Georgia bill that's awaiting being passed. 
and it's probably going to be passed like next month. The oh, good. the Mississippi law takes effect in July. So if you're in Mississippi, you know, this is things to be if you're I guess if you're planning so you an abortion. <laughs> yeah, if you're planning an abortion, you better get, get your on calendar it. out, girl, and uh, moving up. If you were planning a summer abortion, I guess you need, need to make it a spring abortion. Yeah. You know, spring's a little cooler and crisper. Um, <laughs> and then just some facts that I wanted to put out there because I know that abortion is a very uh, heated subject for a lot of human beings. And uh, the idea of killing babies, I was just telling Corinne I've been called a baby killer um, uh, on social media a lot recently. I'm like, Ooh. that's interesting because I've never killed a baby, but okay, tell me more. Um, I know it's a heated subject. And uh, myself as somebody who is pro-choice versus anti-choice, uh, instead of pro-life because that's not what that is it's anti-choice um the idea of killing a baby that makes me really sad um i don't want babies to die but it's my personal belief that if i am a woman and i am seven weeks pregnant and i did just found out and i make the decision for whatever fucking reason uh to end the pregnancy i should be able to do that and just some facts uh about uh, maternity in the United States because the U.S. stands out in a lot of uh, grotesque ways when it comes to maternal care. The world's richest countries, this is from a Washington Post article, guarantee mothers more than a year of paid maternity leave. The U.S. guarantees women nothing. So that's a factor that I am sure a lot of people have considered if they are pregnant and ha do not have the income to support a child. They also have the misfortune of trying to figure out what they're going to do after they give birth to the baby because their jobs there's no guarantee for uh, maternity leave um, and then in terms of death too many women um, don't survive childbirth in the United States women of color in particular are losing their lives at alarming rates in fact black women in the United States are more than three times more likely to die hemorrhaging like I did when I had my daughter, this is from an article in the Times, is one of the most common ways women die in childbirth and mm. the situation isn't getting better. Maternal rates aren't limited, maternal death rates aren't limited to just Texas. Two or three women die every day in the United States while they are in the process of giving life and every 10 minutes a woman nearly dies due to pregnancy-related complications. This gives the United States the dubious distinction of being one of the only countries in the world where maternal deaths and injuries have been increasing in the recent years. But behind these shocking numbers in the United States is the appalling fact that nearly 60% of all maternal deaths are entirely preventable. So as a woman living in the United States, I'm just speaking for myself, if I were to become pregnant, um, if I, there's a lot against me already. I'm not getting the care that I need necessarily or have access to the care that I need. And then if I'm living in a state like Texas where there's only a very a few abortion clinics in the entire state or, or clinics where that will offer me, uh, you know, pregnancy to help if I want, should I choose to have the baby and I have, but I have to take off work and drive, you know, 12 hours to get to the nearest clinic because that's all I can afford. It's just what we're setting women up to fail with this so uh, and then it's 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 doubly frustrating that there's so many people trying to take away our right to do what we want with their bodies and end a pregnancy should we want to 
And so we're being asked basically to risk death by choosing to have a child if we do not want to. So just wanted to put that out there. Also, there's too many of us and most of you suck. I know. Come on. There's too much traffic. (laughs) What are we doing? Come see us live. Uh, Indianapolis. There's two shows tonight. We're already here. Yeah. Hi, we're here. I hope it's great. It's fun. It's probably great. Tonight, Friday, uh, April 19th. And then we have two more shows tomorrow. Oh, it's a two show Friday. I didn't even see that. Uh, Then we have two uh, more shows tomorrow. Tomorrow at Saturday, uh, and that's these are at the Helium Comedy Club, which mm-hmm. is brand new in Indianapolis. We're so excited to see it. Uh, and then going forward to Boston, Friday, May 3rd, we are headlining the Women in Comedy Festival. Such an extraordinary festival. Obviously, come see our show. There's like 30 tickets left to this at the Wilbur Theater on Friday, May 3rd. But if you have it in your time and your finances, I highly recommend buying a pass that allows you to see our show and other shows in the festival. It's truly, truly, truly one of the best festivals I've ever uh, had the privilege of being a part of. Uh, and obviously, it features women in comedy. So yeah. it's a good thing. A women can be funny too. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. And then Denver, Colorado. Yes, always happy to be back up in you. May 16th through the 18th, we're going to be at Comedy Works. So fun. You're there. You're going to zip up your cell phones and you're going to enjoy comedy cell phone free for two hours. Yeah, you can make it. <laughs> for more information on uh, tickets and shows and touring and us, go to sorryaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours uh, to get all those other dates. And if you're in New York City, Saturday, April 27th, at 7.30 p.m., Wendy Starling and I are co-hosting the April edition of Glamour Puss at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street. Um, we got sketch comedy. We have stand-up comedy. We have some variety. It's going to be really fun, and it always sells out, so get your tickets and now. And on Wednesday, April 24th, I am going to be in Belmore, New York at The Brokerage, uh, headlining a show there with uh, Maddie Smith featuring. These shows are fun. You know, if you like some, you know, to talk about feminism in a fun way as people in Belmore, New York go, what is that? (laughs) This is a good opportunity for you. And of course, uh, Two Less Lonely Girls, still available, iTunes, Spotify. This week, we talked about uh, Theranos, uh, Elizabeth. Holmes uh, and the documentary The Inventor. Oh, Luminary. We are we are joining the Luminary Media team platform network, whatever have you. Um, you can listen to every podcast ever on the Luminary app. This app will be available starting April 23rd in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. If your country is not on this list, let Luminary know. Their social media handle across all platforms is at here luminary h-e-a-r um because we we just had a call with one of the um lovely folks over there and we we made it known that there's a lot of listeners that have reached out to us in other countries that aren't in this range um of the countries i just listed so we want to make sure that everybody can listen to the podcast who wants to so if you are in a country that is not a part of that list at here luminary um we'll compile a list We'll get you. We're going to figure this shit out. Okay. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, just say, hey, I'm in Spain. I'm in Iran. I'm in Ireland. And yeah. I love guys we fucked and I can't listen to them there. That's as simple as that because they really, really are working nonstop to do everything they can to get this app to everyone. But some of it, uh, some of the issues are legal issues. This is a dumb bitch question, but isn't Ireland part of the UK? Uh, if, it, if it's not, I feel like a loser. Uh, no, technically it is. Because the Brexit thing is going to fuck up. I'm confused Which has been moved because to Halloween I thought and that's Ireland wasn't included. Uh, They're in the UK. 
Yeah, I know, but I thought they were like just kind of when I they were saying it, and I thought they kind of just meant England. Oh, but oh, I'm not. No. They said the United Kingdom. I'm not sure. Okay, maybe then I, yeah. I guess you guys are fine. Yeah, you fine. I guess you're fine. Yeah, um, but so so this is the date we want to make you all, everybody aware of. May 24th is a Friday, and that's the first Friday that the newest episode of Guys We Fucked will be available only for Luminary subscribers. This is also the date where all of our back catalog. Of every single episode ever of Guys We Fucked, which is now, it's currently available on all the platforms. Starting May 24th, you can listen to that bad catalog for free, but it, it's on the Luminary app. So just download the Luminary app. Um, iPhone users, Android, you're included uh, to listen to the back catalog. Um, and if you live in the US, oh, I think this already expired. Did it already expire? Yeah. Okay. Well, never. I think it'll. What is fire? This is yeah. good. Okay. But anyway, yeah, we're so excited. We just we're having a lot of calls and meetings, really jumping in even deeper. And there's gonna be so much new content, so much new look, new fun, like just a lot of great stuff coming your way. We're excited. I feel like it's like Christmas Eve. It is nice. It's excited. like a new. It's after a, a long time of doing things one way. It's kind of an elevate an elevated something that we already liked doing. Yeah, because we want to be moving forward um, and increasing in quality. So. And so here we go. All right, let's read an email. Uh, our email, should you want to email us, is sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. This email, the subject line is, help, my boyfriend is allergic to my pussy. <laughs> Hi, Corinna Christina. I'm 17. I live in Manchester, England, and I've been with my boyfriend now for almost six months. He is my first real boyfriend and the first person I've had sex with or done any sexual stuff with. However, I ha a few months ago, he told me about a problem. During one of the first times he went down on me, I noticed something was off as he didn't seem very enthusiastic. So I told him to stop and asked what was wrong. Very intuitive of you, especially for 17. Good for you. He I replied, I'm like, is he 17? Because a 17 year old guy also giving uh, uh, going down. Like, wow. It's like, yeah, I just got jackhammer fingered behind the hot tub. Okay. <laughs> he replied sheepishly that whenever he goes down on me, and even when we make out sometimes, his mouth becomes sore and itchy, and that this likely has something to do with the fact that he has really bad eczema and is allergic to all raw food food i know this seems slightly unbelievable but he genuinely cannot eat any raw food even lemon in a glass of water Ooh. sets it off oh that sucks we both agreed it was best for him to only go down on me every couple of weeks instead however this has resulted in us both feeling incredibly guilty me for knowing he is in pain whenever he does it and my boyfriend for not reciprocating oral all the time Due to his this guilt, almost every time we're doing stuff, he wants to finger me and is unsatisfied when I don't come. I really don't enjoy it as I know he will only feel okay once he has made me come. And the method he uses always rubs my clit upwards in a way that hurts as the skin on top isn't there. I've tried to explain how I want him to change the way he does it and I also and also to tell him it's not that big of a deal if he can't give me an orgasm, but it doesn't seem to be working. Whenever I try to offer feedback on it, I just feel so bad because I know it upsets him to think it isn't working. But even though I don't want him to feel bad, I also don't want to say it's fine if he never pleases me and to completely disregard my own pleasure. How do I have a sincere, non-hurtful conversation about this? Also, have you ever heard of other people with the same condition? I've looked online. I couldn't find anything. <laughs> this is a great plot to a movie. Like the, like a young a young high schooler lies about being allergic to all raw <laughs> foods to uh, not give his girl uh, vaginal pleasure. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for taking the time to read this. I first started listening to your podcast a year ago. It's truly been so helpful in giving advice and perspective, which aren't necessarily shared between people at my school. I definitely am much more open-minded and non-judgmental person as a result. Dope. Okay. First of all, I think it's really great that you're both 17. I'm assuming he's 17. Um, and you are having these conversations. I think a lot of adults 
that are older than I and Corinne don't even have these conversations. So kudos to you for that. Secondly, with the clit stuff, um, <laughs> masturbate in front of them and have them watch. I mean, that's the best. Because when you say, when you tell somebody how to do it with your vagina, vaginas are so unique. I feel like he's got to see it to, to, you know, or try masturbating with his hand. I don't know if that would work, but maybe it would. Um, I just reminded me of the this, this that like tale of like guys will sit on their hand until it goes numb and then jerk the stranger off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny guys are silly um <laughs> but anyway um i i had our associate producer look online to find anything is it possible to be allergic to a woman's uh you know vaginal you know excretion come whatever um i don't think the eczema has anything to do with it based off of uh the shift we found it's possible that your ph balance is off that's something you could check uh, in a gynecolo- you know, with a gynecologist about. Um, they can do a test. You can go to any health clinic. You should also um, be able to smell clinic. that, though, because I mean, like, you should yeah, like so any like uh, the things I see listed here, uh, like you know, I have a very uh, uppity vagina, so I mean, like that's why I'm always talking about like literally, like it sounds gross. It's not. It's you. Just like when you when you go to the bathroom and you pee and you wipe yourself, just like quickly smell i mean half the time i can fucking smell it sitting down if right. something is wrong yeah just smell it and if it doesn't smell like you your ph is is usually probably off and it can mean a lot of things it could be a uti it could be a bacterial yeast infection. F- infection yeast infection you should be able to usually see because you'll actually see the trunk like the chunky yeast <laughs> sorry this is great but this is important like people don't pay yeah, enough attention to their vaginas right. and it's so easy to get a lot of these things leaving on exercise uh you know clothes, uh, yeah. pants on too long uh and actually this uh, goes off what I was going to talk about this week anyway from my personal stuff because I was like oh I'm, I was so happy now that I finally transitioned to period underwear I like bought mm. all these things so I'm like oh this is great I fucking love this life finally the period's easy and of course too good to be true because then I got a UTI and I fucking looked it up and I was like oh god because of the underwear yeah, well it's because basically when you're using like a period of underwear or like a, a pad um well pads you can change you would change more frequently like frequently and that's how i'm leaving on this underwear for like days but like it, ha- it has like pretty heavy absorbency so you can leave it you know change it like two times a day but it's like you're sitting in your own bacteria because your vagina yeah. is producing more bacteria during your period so you're more susceptible to getting a uti um and when you use a tampon it's basically kind of like uh like a quarantining of the bacteria and so it's just upping the chances and my vagina is already so finicky that i was like oh god i gotta go back to damn just sticking something up there but all these things and i and i also talked about someone messaged me asking uh last week for uh the ph balance that i talked about that you can insert into your and like just sleep on it and it kind of looks like yeah it looks like a tampon but it's like a gel um insertion uh but for your vagina so it's like what's the one that you put in your in your ass you put it in your ass? No, 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 no. What's what? What's the thing where you put it in your ass and your suppository or enema? Oh. Like one of those. But it's basically for yeah. it's for your it's a, it's a suppository kind of for for your vagina with gel that corrects your pH balance. Um, and again, this was recommended by my OBGYN. It's not one of those things like your pussy smells. It's like your pH balance actually can get off for a, a bunch of reasons. And it's called Luvena. It's like twenty bucks. You get a couple cartridges and you just sleep with it overnight. And it probably like one use, maybe two. It will reset your pH balance. And and as far as your boyfriend, um, <laughs> just want to address that too. Um, he feels guilty for not reciprocating oral all the time. Okay, he can learn to make you come 
I think that's something that can happen. If you come with your hands, then show him how you come. Or if you use a sex toy, incorporate that in in the sex when you're having sex with him vibrator on the clip for me personally is just dandy but you know he also i know some people in, will enjoy sex and i'm one of these people i enjoy if, even if i don't have an orgasm the sex can still be really fucking great and i'm glad i had it so it's not for me i usually come during sex but if i don't and, and there's been times when i haven't i still enjoy it so i you know he needs to, you know, if you truly are feeling that and you enjoy the sex, you don't necessarily need an orgasm every time, then let him know that. And he needs to just kind of push that aside. Um, but you guys are having pretty good conversations with each other about it. Um, you know, you're 17. This relationship isn't going to last forever. Sorry to break <laughs> it to you, but that's the way life works. Um, wish someone had told me that. But, you know, even if they did, maybe I wouldn't have believed them. I don't know. I mean, really, it sounds like a big pain in the ass to live to like if you got married to someone who had a raw food allergy. Yeah, I'd be. Yeah, that would be a disqualifier for me. It's not going to be for cute a husband. after a while. No husband of mine yeah yeah um so uh okay and then you said i'm whenever i offer him feedback i feel so bad because i know it upsets him to think it isn't working get the fuck over yourself guys it's okay feedback doesn't mean you are lacking or less than it just means you just have need the skill because everybody's vagina is so different you ha- he has to make learn how to make you come in the specific way that will allow you to come this guilt shit is just not you have the you have the right idea with having these conversations i think the next step is to just fuck this guilt shit just have the conversation it's okay you're not gonna die it's just all thoughts and thinking and ideas so you don't have to act on them but the conversation can be had without guilt it's not necessarily scary to be ashamed of it um so yeah and this is a little old school but i was thinking like if there's truly is an allergy and i mean maybe it's just like you know bubble boy level so rare that it's not even on the internet uh but like you you can use a dental dam Oh yeah I mean I know No one uses them It's very I've old never school. tried But I would try Just to see But like I mean Like okay But it's like If your choice is No cunnilingus Or cunnilingus With a dental dam I'm going dental dam You know Yeah I'd probably do that too Because that That should be the shield I mean like If he if he's allergic The same way as an, A condom prevents From STIs Like that should be The barrier he needs For getting no Raw food Because I mean It, it makes yeah. sense technically If he does have This severe raw food allergy Because you know Like if you're drinking Pineapple juice The pineapple comes through your like vagina Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it it, your your fluids do change based on what you eat or another option is if you love them so much go on the same diet that he's on i mean that sounds like a nightmare but sounds bad options you know yeah yay he needs to go to some kind of a nutritionist it seems yeah Uh, that just feels like he needs medical attention Mm -hmm. because i'm worried about him yeah hope he's okay hope (laughs) you're okay you guys are great um all right now let's highlight some women-owned businesses yeah thank you guys for emailing us this has been great again women-owned businesses we welcome your submissions uh, sorry about last night's show at gmail.com you got to listen to the podcast do not refer a friend it has to be you who listen to the podcast who run a business and you're a woman um so this one is from a gal named Lindsay. she runs a business called novo designs uh, company where she sells repurposed home decor uh, she says i'm all about making old items new again and finding the beauty in the history of a piece <gasps> Some recent projects have been making a table out of shutters, flower vases out of mason jars and cedar shingles, chalk signs uh, out of cabinet doors and more. I officially started my business on Mother's Day of 2017 in honor of my mom who passed away about five years ago when I was 22 years old. She was by far one of the most creative individuals I know and I aspire every day to be half as creative as she was. I sell at flea markets throughout Massachusetts and rent out a store space at Vintrist Antiques 
and flips in Milford, New Hampshire. Every piece I do is one of a kind and can be found at my markets, store space, or online. I also take custom orders for any projects that people have in mind, and my pieces can be locally rented to stage homes or events. That's really cool. Real estate brokers, that's cool. Yeah. Please follow me at uh, Novo, and it's N-O-V-O underscore Designs Co. on Instagram, or check out my website at www.novodesignsco.com for more information. That sounds really cool. I love... Well, I know Christina and I love going to like a vintage uh, store or flea market when we're on the road. And, you know, can't. Oh, shit, I could, cute as hell. Yeah. And it's, of course, you know, in honor of your mom. So I have a yeah, soft spot for that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Very and sweet. I'm on their website right now. And the shit is cute. Really cute. Good love job. It. And then um, I would love to highlight uh, a fucker named Kylie in New York City sells custom graphic prints through her Etsy shop, End of Story NY. And her social media, if you want to look all the stuff up on Instagram, is End of Story NY. Um, She's got lots of prints of celebrities like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Michelle Obama, and Beyonce. <laughs> you know I'm going to get that one. And can even do custom portraits of you and your pets. This is one of my favorite gifts to give somebody is somebody who's like madly in love with their pet um, and just thinks the world of their pet. Like my dad kind of replaced his kids with his dog. He loves his dog <laughs> so much. Um, and so I think this is such great gift ideas. If you go to the Etsy store, and we're going to put this in the description of this episode this week, these links that we're talking about, it's etsy.com slash shop slash end of story NY or you can just look up end of story NY on social media and they'll have the link if you use promo code GWF30 you get 30% off your first purchase and 10% of all the proceeds will be donated to the Muddy Paws Rescue oh, in, I love that. in New York City um, Kylie had sent me um, she'd emailed me this awesome portrait she did she actually gave it gave me a print of it which is it's in my desk right there that black and white on top mm, of the shelf um, nice. because I'm obsessed with um, paintings and drawings of women with flowers over their faces like holding flowers in front of them and um, so she drew me with uh, holding a bouquet of flowers in front of my face and it made me so happy so again that's end of story and why Kylie uh, and you could use promo code GWF 30 to get 30% off your first purchase that's great man I love paintings of Alfred yeah oh um, yeah i got you that you got oh, me man. an alfred and her some, ass and alfred in it sometimes yeah sometimes uh i'll get tagged and on in fan art but it's of alfred not me and i love that yeah he's so cute mm. anyway uh yeah so my i already talked about my personal shit i just wanted to warn people about the <laughs> dangers of period underwear because okay. you know i was really on a high horse just thinking like wow periods finally got easier i like barely knew that i had it and until i had a burning sensation shit man and my pee looked like a stormy day oh no yeah that sucks yeah my my vagina isn't as finicky which is great it's the one part of my body that's not super sensitive to all the forces of nature i was gonna say i was like my vagina is jewish obviously yeah mine ain't (laughs) every part of every other part of me is jewish reverse the butthole is jewish um yeah, okay. I let me tell you something, you guys. I'm on this self-help kick, right? You mm-hmm. got, you've been listening. If you've been listening to the past couple episodes, you know. I've read I have been uh and I talk about how I'm boy crazy, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And and I've been wanting to get to the bottom of that because my values as Christina at 31 present day, I that I want for myself are not to prioritize the the voyage of seeking a man who doesn't love me as much as I love him or, good, or whatever. Good plan. I don't want that to be part of my values, right. but there's this like thing in me when I when I meet a guy that I like and he needs my help or he's not that interested or whatever the fuck it is. 
<laughs> or he's homeless or he's, he's eating out of the trash can oh, i don't want to feel like this i feel this like need this anxious need to be in their presence it's it's this magnetism that i've never quite understood but i've known it's always been there and since going to therapy and reading all these books and shit you know, I I really this is I've been able to identify it, but I can't, can't find the root. And my friend, my best friend Melissa, God, God love her, we have the best conversations with each other because we, we meet men that are just not good choices. But mm-hmm. we're like, I will make you love me if it's the last goddamn thing I do. I, I'm trying to work out this joke on stage as part of my stand up where it's like most people's reaction to a red flag is like okay, I'm going to take mental note of this and then keep it in my brain. And then there might be a point down the line where I have to reevaluate whether or not I want to be in this relationship. And that red flag is going to help me, you know, make that decision. Yeah. I see a red flag and I'm like, challenge accepted. Yeah. I'll make you love me by the end of this. Let's dance, motherfucker. You you can walk up to me wearing a red flag and I'm like, wow, he really loves red. That's <laughs> unique. Um, and I was telling Melissa, Melissa and I chat about this all the time and we're both perplexed with this need to to gravitate towards towards guys who just aren't it's not it's and it's i i am a fan of taking responsibility for all the things that happen to me so Mm -hmm. i i really don't want to and i look back at all of my relationships and i see now what what dynamics were at play so (laughs) i was telling melissa the other day i'm like dude i think i'm a great catch Mm -hmm. i really do and i listed all these reasons Mm -hmm. there were a lot of reasons Mm -hmm. well great catch and she goes yeah, Tina, but if you really thought you were a great catch, wouldn't you treat yourself as if you were a great oh, catch? Oh, damn. And I was like, Melissa dro- dropped truth bomb. Serving that truth to me on a silver platter. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. You're huh. absolutely, because we can have these really honest conversations with each other, which I love so much. One of the many things I love about my friendship with her is because like, we're not going to say something to each other because we want to piss each other off. It's, mm-hmm. it's for, because we love one another and we want the best. And I'm like, yeah. That's like chasing emotionally unavailable men or this, this thing. So mm. this book I'm reading, this it's a new book. I don't think I've mentioned it on the podcast. I might have briefly mentioned it. But I want to talk about it because I wrote down all these quotes. This book is fantastic. And I really want to try and get the author on Guys We Fucked. It's called Women Who Love Too Much by Robin Norwood. A Feels lot, like a lifetime movie. I know. I know. <laughs> I and this is it. what happened. A lot of fuckers recommended I read this. Oh, yeah? And it felt like a lifetime movie to me. And I downloaded the audiobook on yeah. Audible. And I just... It felt cheesy. I didn't like... She, she, the, now that I'm reading the book, the title is very appropriate, but it's it's not as cheesy as I... Once oh no thought. listen I read a lot of books and like a lot of times anything that feels healthy like the titles are terrible but the content is good and sometimes yeah. you just gotta look past the yeah, title yeah well you can't judge a book solely by its cover yeah. so so this book has changed my perspective on all of this and it's really giving me like ground to stand on and an understanding and these are just some quotes that I I just found so helpful and if you're listening to this and you are a woman who loves too much you will be fucking breaking your pencil at your desk because you'll be like that is me um, and some I talked about it briefly on Twitter that I'm reading this book a couple guys tweeted at me like is this something that because I feel like I'm a guy but I feel like I also love too much is this something that would um, I could you know get help from and I said absolutely the author specifically mentions she she gendered the title because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in society and pop culture that kind of 
push the burden of helping on women more than they do on men. But that being said, a lot of the shit is from childhood stuff and men can experience that just as much as women can. So I do. And the clients that the, uh, that Robin Norwood talks about in this book, she gives a lot of really great examples and then breaks them down of what's happening. Why is she attracted to this guy? What's, what what are the things that work? And they're all, they're just all women clients. So, so that's, but you, if you're a guy and you think that you relate to this, you can get this book, man. Yeah. It could be like the same thing. Like just, just because you're, a like biologically a man doesn't mean that you're not playing the feminine role in the relationship in which case that I'm sure this book could be super helpful yes Um, so these are just some quotes that I've been writing down I wanted to write down everything she said I'm like maybe I should just read the book and just (laughs) take it in Um, but she 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 detailed uh, one of the clients names Trudy and she said about Trudy she described the, the story of her but she said Trudy's form of loving was to give all of herself without expecting anything in return mm. she was lying dormant in her lover waiting to blossom I was like that yo that just I related to that Trudy and, needs to listen to You Owe Me Nothing in Return by Alanis Morissette oh yeah me too um, <laughs> I wouldn't oh and then this woman Lisa she's the mother uh, her mother was an alcoholic. Uh, children of alcoholic and dysfunctional pa- families, ACA, adultchildren.org. The the author actually mentions that organization. I'm like, mm. man, we're on the same page, Robin. Um, I wouldn't know who I was without someone to help, without some suffering to endure. Uh, failure to win love only made her try harder. These are... Oof. And then if our parents related to us in manipulative, overbearing ways, that is what will feel right to us. We feel at Mm. home with people with whom our earlier, unhealthier patterns are recreated and perhaps awkward or ill at ease with healthier, gentle, uh, gentler individuals. This is what my therapist is trying to get me to understand, but this book really tied it up for me. Um, We need the excitement of uncertainty, pain, and struggle just to feel alive. That is, and, and that a lot of, last one is you to a T. Oh, me to a T. And it's because yeah. I developed, oh, let me get to the parents' shit. Because it's shit so interesting to piggyback off that. Like sometimes, like uh, sometimes, and like this is not your close friends, and, and I certainly love a lot of your friends, but like sometimes people who you'll hang out with, I actually physically can't hang out with them too long because they feel too like all over the place. They, yeah. they just feel like like the behavior, co- yeah. the behavior is erratic. And I, it's like, I can't. Like, you know, there's a reason why my best friends are an accountant and a psychologist, because I love just like grounded, yeah. like uh, I, there should be no one acting wackier than me. Right. Which right. is not that wacky. Right. Yeah. You know, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and in terms of childhood shit, women who love too much have a strong need to control those closest to them. That huh. need to control others often results from a childhood during which many overwhelming emotions are frequently experienced. Anger, fear, unbearable tension, Guilt, shame, pity for others, and for self. In order to function, you develop ways as a little girl to protect her, to, to protect yourself. This is a powerful defense mechanism called denial. A family doesn't become dysfunctional unless there is denial operating. And denial is refusal to accept uh, reality and how you feel towards that reality. Mm-hmm. So you can make up whatever you want in your head as a child. And that's what I did. That is so what I did. And then mm. you're in denial of everything that's going on because mm-hmm. you need to survive this childhood and you're sure. a kid. You don't know what to do. So your brain is actually working in your favor in that. But then these patterns continue in your adult life and it's not doing you any favors. Um, this girl was saying that um, when she was a little kid, uh, her parents were always fighting, mm-hmm. always yelling. And in my household, I remember my parents fought so much. They would scream at each other. I remember being upstairs four, five, six years old with my fingers in my ears 
and stomping up and down screaming because they were yelling at the top of their lungs mm. at each other. I would be at friends' houses and they would yell at each other and I would be embarrassed. Um, oh, yeah. And so as a result, I talk about this in my stand-up, but like I'll tr- I would clean the house without being asked because it was my attempt and this this one is detailing a, a woman who did that as a little girl and she said and robin said each chore she attempted without being asked was an attempt to rectify the family's circumstances and that made me realize mm. i truly thought i could change the happiness of my mother and my father if i was the perfect child mm-hmm. it's crazy um and and oh there was a sign in robin norwood's first office where she worked and it said help is the sunny side of control so my way of helping isn't, mm. I didn't never looked at it as control mm-hmm. before, but mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. And all, all my past relationships, my, my recent past relationship, that was me trying to help was me enabling that person and me trying to control that person. I never looked at it like that. Hmm. I looked at it more like, look at all the great things I did for this person. And they were great, helpful things, but it's right. not my fucking job to help that person in that way that person didn't necessarily ask for my help in that way right but i wanted to make my relationship more tolerable for me so i thought if i can make his life better i'll make my life better Mm -hmm. and here's a long paragraph that i wrote down because it just really uh it really struck me the more difficult it is to end a relationship that is bad for you the more elements of your childhood struggle it contains when you are loving too much, it is because you are trying to overcome the old fears, anger, frustration, and pain from childhood. And to quit is to surrender a precious opportunity for finding relief and rectifying the ways you have been wronged. While these or the unconscious psychological underpinnings that make explicit, uh, explicable your drive to be with him in spite of the pain, they do little justice to the intensity of your conscious experience. Because, and this, is what, this, this relates to why do I feel this need to be with these men, to be in front of these men, to be seen by these men. It's very Mm -hmm. powerful. It would be, this kills me. It would be difficult to overstate the sheer emotional charge that this kind of relationship, once begun, carries for the woman involved. When she tries to cut herself off from relating to the man she loves too much, she feels as though a thousand volts of painful electricity are rushing through her nerves and spilling out their severed ends, pulling her down to the place where her childhood loneliness still lives, and she is sure she will drown in the pain. This kind of charge, the sparks and the chemistry, the drive to be with that other person and to make it work, are not present in the same degree in healthier, more satisfying relationships, because they do not embody all the possibilities of settling old accounts and for prevailing over what was once overwhelming. It is the thrilling possibility of righting old wrongs Winning lost love and gaining withheld approval that for women who love too much is the unconscious chemistry behind falling in love. That dun, fucking, dun, dun. That there needs bo- to be music after I've that. I've been addicted to this book because it is, it, this book is so good. Do you love it too much? I love it too much. <laughs> and I'm very defensive and supportive of it. Um, she also talks about in women's magazines, there's countless, this is in terms of the cultural ways that women are kind of encouraged to take on the burden of helping the man they're with. And this is obviously in straight relationships she's, she's speaking about. Mm. Um, in women's magazines, there are countless articles about how to help your man be dot, dot, dot. But there's no such articles in men's magazines. It's just, it's culturally assumed that this is the women's job to clean up the mess. Right. Um, suffering from love is romanticized by our culture, specifically in pop culture. We are surrounded by countless examples of unrewarding, immature relationships that are glamorized. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize, she talks about, and I've been wanting to make a bit about this, Beauty and the Beast was my favorite movie as a kid, Disney mm-hmm. movie. I had a Beauty and the Beast comforter. I had a Beauty and the Beast fucking canopy, curtains, everything was Beauty and the Beast. I was Belle like five years in a row. 
And the the plot of that movie is yeah, of the Disney wild. version is just oh you stole my dad from me and you're an ugly beast man okay I'll I'll live with you and then eventually get over how much you terrify me and then I'll make you fall in love and not only will you change from a beast to a human you'll be a prince yeah, he's an abusive piece of shit yeah um, but that she's horrified. just trying to read and he like and like everyone in the town is like making fun of her because she's like smart yeah. Yeah, exactly. She's weird because she reads books. The whole I fuck out of here. All the men in that and movie suck because Gaston's a piece of shit too. Oh, he's such a piece. But of he's shit. outwardly a piece of shit. Yeah, he's he owns it at least. Yeah. Um. Oh, and these are a couple other quotes. Uh, she will try to help in order. Women who love too much will try to help in order to make the situation more tolerable for her, all while making herself in denial of how bad their relationship actually is. So my way of helping in a relationship, there's healthy ways to help in a relationship, but I'm helping a lot of times to make it more tolerable for me. And in the process, that's the denial forming. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm helping make it better, then I'm not going to be focusing on, whoa, 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 he shouldn't need my help with this. Mm-hmm. It's it's so easy to bypass. I, I seem to, oh, this one woman says, I seem to be... Uh, I seem to always been attracted to men who have nothing to offer me, who don't even want what I have to offer them. And then... <laughs> Yeah, but like that's what kind a great of, sentence. <laughs> but, but that I relate, man. I love that sentence. because I think of like, man, I all the reasons why I'm a great catch, right? That I told Melissa, I was like, they don't even care about all that stuff. Like, look at the career I have. I'm so proud of, mm-hmm. and and what guys who fuck does for people. I'm so proud of that. And they they a lot of them are like, yeah, that's cool. But it's you know, I just I want to be I want to be appreciated for all those things because that's. What makes, you know, you should make a list of that. My therapist had me do this like way in the beginning. Just make a like a list of, and you're supposed to do it handwritten. Um, literally just write out uh, in my ideal relationship, I feel and then ellipses. I oh, feel whatever. I feel appreciated. I feel loved. I feel sex, etc. I mean, mine went on and on for like pages and pages. Ooh. And then you can also additionally, um, what, other, what other things? There's another list you can make. Um, about the relationship because I think it's like if you see it on paper uh, it's a lot easier to then go back to when you're kind of like smitten with someone well that's why I have a red flag diary Mm -hmm. I write down all the possible red flags like anything that could possibly be a red flag because it doesn't hurt to write it down and then when I'm like come to a crossroads in a relationship with a person I look back at that and I'm like Yep, that was a red flag. Yes, that was a red flag. Oh, you were right. Your instincts are right. Well, and because you're so positive, again, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, people co- focus so much on like, this is what I do want, but it, sometimes it's easier to think, like, these are the main things I don't want in my next relationship. Yeah. And if I see any of those in a person, I have to immediately disqualify them. Yeah. Because you can get, if if you only, if you make a list of things that you do want, you can get wrapped up in the fairy tale and then have all these positives kind of overshadow the negative yeah i like i like the suggestion of writing down how you want to how you will feel in your ideal relationship that's actually a really good idea yeah it's good because you know and then you just kind of think of your past relationships and you're like oh even though i liked this person i didn't feel this is not how i felt right when i was doing when i was in it and i'm learning to become so much more involved with my feelings Uh, in, in fact i fell into this like depression coma again because i think i was finally letting myself feel all the feelings that I didn't want to feel in my last relationship because I wanted everything to be great. And mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's my pattern, right? So those feelings are going to come up eventually. 
they just will, whether it's in a disease or whether it's in a mental breakdown or whether it's you're in a depression coma for a couple of days. And I had to have an emergency session with my therapist. I've never asked for that, but I was a wreck. And she goes, Christina, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. You're finally feeling all the things that you weren't allowed to feel or you didn't allow yourself to feel because mm-hmm. you were in denial. I'm like, yeah, but it sucks. She's like, yeah, but it's great. Um, <laughs> and also when I evaluate evaluate a relationship I'm in or a potential relationship I might be in I always think of how the guy feels about me and never how I feel about the guy you don't just assume that he likes you and that's why he's hanging out no well what but why would he be there if he didn't like you I don't know oh. it's it's all the it's it's all old mechanisms at work from when I was a kid it really is and it's, that, it's great to at least be aware of that because then I can push those thoughts aside when they come up Huh, uh-huh. And um, I, it's, I kind of had, I feel sorry for myself too much. Um, and I really want to work on that. And I, I used to think, well, I attract these terrible people. Not terrible, but you know, people who aren't right for me. But I don't, that's not what it is. I think it's because I don't see the signs to get out of the relationship and it's not what I want until much later on. And then the red flags, I don't even interpret as red flags. Mm. And it, so it's, it's like if somebody is, like all the partners, I look back at all the partners I've ever had and it was a combination of me offering to help when it was inappropriate. But then mm-hmm. the guy's going to be like, well, yeah, I mean, if, I should not ever put it on the guy to say, you should refuse my help. That's not their right. problem. That's my problem. So I'm just trying to work but on that. But also it's not, I, I, and I, I, this is something I read. It's not, it's not that you're attracting the wrong type of person. It's that you're attracting multiple types of people and you're choosing the wrong person. Yes. So Ryan Reese just texted me and said that. Yeah. And so there's a <laughs> difference between that because it's like, yeah, we, we attract different kinds of people, mm-hmm. but it's then it's up to you to make the active uh, choice of yeah. who out of those people. And fa- I'm realizing falling in love for me a lot of the times or falling for somebody mm-hmm. or being smitten. There's a lot of anxiety and fear attached to that. And I never noticed that before. And that's not normal. Like, I, I think it's normal. Well, maybe way, not anxiety, but fe- but I, I think fear, well, fear is not like, oh, not will this normal. work out? I yeah. think that, but I think that's healthy. But yeah. I think my fears or my things are like just more attached, uh, focused on how he will perceive me. That's not how. But what does that even mean? How he will? You are who you are. So what do you right. mean perceive you? Are you pr- putting on airs when you're I'm entering trying, a relationship? No, but I do. Well, I do feel a lot of times. I told my therapist this because it's it's really great to at least be aware of this shit because that's the first step in rectifying it. I feel myself if I'm hanging out with a guy that I like, I just won't talk and I want to talk mm-hmm. or I want to ask him a question and I'm too scared. Mm-hmm. But it's like Christina, you can you have the right to know whatever you want to know. All you you have the right to ask whatever question you would like to ask this person. Right. And, and you want to be yourself scared. in the beginning because otherwise you're just wasting your own time. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's not like you can hide who you are forever. Yeah. Unless you're Elizabeth Holmes. Um, <laughs> Jesus, she's so crazy. <gasps> I love it. Uh, but then furthermore, my other question was, okay, so a lot of those things, so it's like, so it's like if you do, like, because I remember you texted me some excerpts from this book uh, over the over the week while you were reading it. Yeah. And I could see that it resonated very deeply with you and why you help people but it did not at all resonate with me so it's like obviously there are there can be different reasons why women are helpful uh, are extra are extra helpful or you know i wouldn't yeah because i was like i wouldn't use the words i love too much but i mean i give too much is how i would phrase it for me that's common i think a lot of cultural reasons there's a lot of cultural reasons why that is common Mm -hmm. but for you you don't you're not in denial of things so but like there still has to be i mean like I mean, I guess it's just I and you see, but also it's that manager brain that you have. Right. And that you see the person's potential. I think any normal human, healthy, functioning human being, if you see a human being's potential, 
like a partner, a romantic partner, and they're not doing it, you're gonna want to say something. I mean, that's natural. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the one of the, the they hmm. she chronicles all these women, right? And then a lot of them talk about how it feels to be kind of healed of this, like this notion. And it's really interesting. Um, uh, these women have been able to recognize their helping behavior for what it was, a self-consciously motivated attempt to deny their own pain by controlling those closest to them. It's just so, yeah. wait, where's this one about, she talks about how fucking weird it is to go on a date and not care about, and to just have the thoughts in her head, well, what do I think of him? Do I want to see him again? Instead of, her old pattern of like, what does he think of me? Does he like me? Am this I pretty? is wild. I've literally never thought, what does someone think of me on a date? It's all I think about. Oh, I it's all terrible. I think about is is me just going, ugh, I can't put up with that laugh for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, I do think some of those things too, but uh, but it's um, I just don't evaluate relationships in the way that is healthy. So it's I don't know, man. This book, Women Who Love Too Much, guys, you should get it. And then a PSA: if there's any parents out there with young children in their household, I just can't stress enough how much screaming and fighting constantly will fuck your kid up. It will fuck your kid up, especially. And what what really is going to fuck the kid up is being in denial that that's even the situation, mm. um, because. I remember one time, God, this memory is so in my head. I was six years old and I was crying because my parents were fighting. And then either my mother or my father said, because they both kind of said this to me, because they were so frustrated um, with themselves and with each other that if I was crying, they'd be like, oh, you're always crying, Christina. Stop. Mm. And I'm like, and that that right there fucked me. Yeah. Um, but the good news Fuck. is we're all fucked up in some way by our parents, by something that happened in our past in big ways and small ways. But the good news is you can develop awareness about it and fix it because attaching your parents and the way they were to you and treated you to the cause of all of your woes as an adult that's a start but you can't end there it's not an excuse it's a it's a it's a connector to help you get better so don't you know we're all fucked up from our parents but we can also all get help um and seek just a more honest way to approach humans well and also have hopefully stop the pattern before you become a, pa- a parent yourself because i think that's why so often things just keep going in like a circle a circle because yeah. you just then ha- like repeat the same behavior that you saw in your household oh and, and that's, that's terrible because you every children learn how to, to relate and how to feel mm-hmm. from their caretakers mm-hmm. and if your parents relate to you or each other by manipulative or yelling or that's how you are going to feel comfortable and safe in a romantic relationship when you're older and it's just so if you are parents who are fighting with young kids in the house go to couples therapy or fucking separate it's you're doing so much damage to yourself and to your kids and i cannot stress that enough so many people or fight when they're at school yeah exactly fight on the phone tell them to go to their friend's house and scream at each other something you gotta fix it get a really soundproof room yeah you're really putting a fucked up adult out into the world and um you're doing a disservice to our country and the world (laughs) Oh my gosh, not good. Yeah, good. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, on this week's episode, oh God, this is such a funny episode. This mm. is really one of my faves. Of I was all laughing. Time. I was could barely ask questions. So I was laughing so much. So good. Okay, so she's a nationally touring stand-up comedian and actress. You've seen her on Inside Amy Schumer, Crashing, and movies like Trainwreck and Top Five. Please welcome to the show, Rachel Feinstein.
We are here with Rachel Feinstein. How you doing? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, I have so many questions for you. Um, but one of them is just... <laughs> I'm really into firefighters, okay? Like, I've been into firefighters my <laughs> whole life. why we called you in. <laughs> no, it's not why, but, like, I heard somebody, actually multiple people, when you got engaged to a firefighter, made yes. me aware of it. And I was like, yeah. wow, <laughs> fucking good for you. Now, I'm curious, do you even give a shit about the firefighter thing? I am I beyond mean, I always stereotype. thought they were hot. It never occurred to me that I'd marry a fireman, right. you know, like, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they were one of the things you just grow up thinking is hot. I mean, I, I like any uniform. It could be a UPS uniform. I don't care. I'm actively around. <laughs> Those are kind of yeah. hot. The boots. Yeah, any uniform. Yeah, I kind of like them when they good. come up in the shorts mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I think they're hot shorts. I don't know if like in a, what happened to me in a past life, but the firefighter thing for me is true. Like I'll go into fire stations to use the bathroom. Oh, and like, yeah, no, it's I will a good be around. Call. The other thing you could do is if you have a, a dog, you can, um, or just take a friend, steal a dog, Corinne. bring it by. Some of them have little dog treats outside. Like some of the newer guys, like they have oh. these little tricks, especially they'll like just be out there with dog treats to meet girls. So. Oh, you could do it. And really? Alfred right. will yeah. bark a lot at any large man. And of course, if so. you ever want to come by my my husband's firehouse, like just come <gasps> by. Yeah. Ooh. I'm yeah, getting like palpitations. There. That's how, that's how intense. I, this one time. Make a wish. They have a basketball it is my make hoop. A wish. We could just like shoot baskets there or something and yeah really? and giggle yeah oh my god just I would love that <laughs> I don't know if you're saying that as a like a hey you're probably never gonna follow up on that She's I gonna... will follow up no with no you on that. I've had a lot of friends come meet me really at the fire. I mean I spend a lot of time at firehouses now yeah oh, so. really like how yeah. much time do you spend in them um I mean a weird amount because I'm always meeting him at a firehouse or whatever and then I like and then he he's what's called a, a bouncing captain he's a captain but he bounces around because because if they, they only have it does sound <laughs> I'm just ta- I'm just he's a bouncing cock throwing he's a bounce on your cock yeah captain <laughs> so um he's a throbbing bouncing cock captain oh it's the best episode ever we've ever done <laughs> so if you get promoted in FDNY, they don't always have like once you're like captain chief, they only have so many positions. So yeah. sometimes guys will never get a house. They'll just keep going to different houses and they cover shifts. So if there's no captain in this house, he'll cover a couple weeks in this house or that house. So okay. he jumps around to different houses around the third division, which is his. He would say Midtown to Harlem, River to River, <laughs> and, uh, East to West, Midtown to Harlem. They See, all have the same I'm accent. Horny, yeah. that's, I, that's my favorite accent. I, I call it a garbage <laughs> accent, but I feel okay saying it because I also have a garbage Jersey accent. <laughs> and like, I don't know what it is, but like the less you correctly you pronounce words, like the more aroused I am. And it's, I, I like it too. And the funny thing is, it's like his brother, no accent whatsoever. But what? him, it's the, because they have, there's like an FDNY accent because he joined the fire <gasps> department when he was 22 so it's pronounced foya foida you know like and his brother no accent i mean he grew up in brooklyn he has a marine park brooklyn accent yeah. but his brother nothing but they all talk like that it's wow. like they, wow. they're these old fire department commercials and they're like fly the bomb and where's your fire <laughs> <laughs> as if that's how they would answer the phone but, yeah, uh, you got a fire where's they all, your i mean fire? it's like yeah they all have the same names it's just like brennan okay you like <laughs> all the jackets hawk. just lined up oh you know capizzi Wow. Yeah. So, and they That's got that foy of foida. How'd you meet them? Uh, we were set up because uh, my friend is, uh, she's a comedian and she's married to a retired fireman. And um, her husband is a lot older than her. So, so uh, and she's about 12 years older than me. So her husband had a kid when he was 20. So his, he's retired and his son is, is my husband's age and, and works with him. So one day we were trying to meet guys, this is 
real sadness to this story. I was trying to meet a guy. She was winging me. Okay. She has like a lot of confidence. She's married, but she's the kind of guy that would like hand a man a matchbook or something like something <laughs> very confusing like that with her number on it. Just like think about it, sweetheart. You know, like, without a second thought, just have like a couple of rogue matchbooks in her purse. Like she has that kind of confidence. Like she's always been hot. You know. Now she's married, but she's just like <laughs> so less hot, so, yeah, way less know. hot. But I mean, she doesn't actively hit on gotcha, men. Right? Gotcha. She's yeah, still yeah. aggressively hot. But uh, so I was like. I heard guys hang out in steakhouses. This is real dark. So I asked her if she would meet me at like Keene's Steakhouse to try to meet oh, a man. Go yeah. out back. Yeah, oh, I was like wildly lonely. Yeah, it was just like I'd come off the road for a weird stretch. Oh, I wasn't making appropriate eye contact. Oh, I was God. I was just like throbbing with loneliness. So I met her at Keene's bar. This is so great. <laughs> so. And no one hit on me all night. And the thing is, I can't start the conversations. I just sit there waiting. Were you at a table? I was at the bar, but there was just too much open longing in my eyes, I think. And it frightens people. (laughs) And then then it's what towards the end of the night, this guy came up with a great line. But he was so old, just in the winter (laughs) of his life, like osteoporosis old. There was this big painting over the bar at Keene's. And it's like a big kind of like voluptuous, naked, you know, like Renaissance broad. And he just walked up to me and he was like, is she are you? I'm so sorry to bother you, but is that your sit? Like, That was a fun line. And I just turned around like whoever this is. This is a fucking guy. I've been here all night. (laughs) Now I have an accent for some reason. Whoever this motherfucker is, I'm going to fuck home with him tonight. So I turned around and he was just like. from you. Yeah, he was just so old. He was. um. He was bent. He was bent, and yeah, oh, no, he, he was bent. Like yeah. over seventy five. Yeah, yeah. He was at the oh, point in his shit. life where it was time to settle up his, you know, finance and just get his final wishes in order. <laughs> oh man, yeah. complete his will. Wow. So I was like, fuck, you know. And then she was like, you should be with a fireman, sweetie. And then she was like, let me text Junior, her stepson. It's Steve Senior, Steve's Junior. They're all in the fire department. <laughs> she lives in Staten Island. She was like, let me text Junior, see if he has a fireman for you, sweetie. Fireman, sweetie. That's the answer, sweetie. And so she texted her Junior and. She's always doing signs, you know, and she was like, what's your rising? With like a oh. lot of red wine teeth, you know? <laughs> Let me find out what his rising is. Just sort of falling over in her own chair. So she texts I Junior. I love this lady, me too. She's the fucking best. So she texts Junior. Junior sent over, which I thought was fascinating, two pictures of firemen and he was single. Very quickly. Like, I was like, that's fast for a man to have two readied firemen. <laughs> Uh, there was one guy that was just sort of getting out of a pool with a very like alarming gross expression and then the other one was my husband who i thought was very hot but he was like on a beach he'd won some sort of trophy in their basketball league making muscles and i was like oh he's very hot but i'll make out with him once and he's not to be trusted in a sort of serious way and he said he was like, that's a really old picture. Why would he show you that picture? Like, he was pissed that that was the picture he had sent out. And then he said his friend called him. Junior called him and said, how would you like to meet a semi-famous Jewish <laughs> jokester? Have you heard a more vile collection of words? <laughs> a semi-famous. It sounds like a character from Fiddler on the, on the Roof. Roof. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's bad news when semi-famous is the most uh, is the complimentary first, first thing in it. Yeah, you hear that as a man and you're like, I'd rather stay in on a Friday night. Yeah, like yeah. That's Jewish kind of, jokester is rough. It's Jewish disgusting. jokester. As a Jewish jokester, that's rough to even hear. You that, say mean, back? How are you not just flaccid for weeks after that? Just There's yeah, no, no reason to go outside. You should be on the safe side. Oh in. my God. Next time a listener 
listeners watch porn, I just hope they just imagine like Corinne popping up, be like Jewish jokester, oh, like, just like a, just like a, you riddles, like yeah, yeah, selling yeah. riddles on the sidewalk. It's so yeah. gangrenous. Oh god. So, so, so you were soft pitched to him. Yeah. So then he he came to this FDNY Christmas party, not his firehouse, but we all met at this bar in Brooklyn, and I brought oh two of my friends. I was like, all right, oh. this never, is you know. like the Sex in the City episode where they go yeah. to the firefight. Did you I see, bet, I see that one? Because I mean, that's basically what you're explaining, and it everyone's wet <laughs> it, w- it was like that i mean one of my friends fucked a fireman and texted me the next day for his name she was like could you by any chance if you wouldn't mind try to get your mitts on his first name she's like he's texting me now and i've really not a clue uh, she's like i want to say we did anal which is such a great way to start a sentence i, I want to say we did it. anal she's like but i just couldn't for the life of me remember his first name the best anal is the so, anal you don't remember yeah, though, because if you don't feel the dick yes. in your butt like the phantom dick in yeah. your butt after <laughs> yep you know it's a good that's a good anal it's a good <laughs> anal i think they were arguing about it afterwards she's like i'm pretty sure we did he's like nah and she was like no nah, i think so <laughs> he's like i would remember <laughs> Oh man! But anyway, so he was at the bar, and he came. He's wearing his like button-down kind of like I'm a nice guy date shirt, and he <laughs> said uh, he just kept speaking to me in a lot of Yiddish. He was like "Goy Gavolt," and I'm like, I speak English. Like, but, <laughs> but all he learned about me was semi-famous Jewish jokes. Yeah. So he's just like he'd really brushed up on his Yiddish. Like he's like, oh, that's a thing. Like he kept telling that's me Yiddish. So that's sweet. Really sweet. <laughs> and then one of the guys I talked about this in my special with one of the firemen. I mean, it was like a real shit show. It's like a wild drunk. Like where they're all they're all so drunk they're like wet, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, they were mm-hmm. sort of like you, everything was kind of in slow motion. There was a couple wow. fights that happened, and one oh, of the guys, the firefighters fought each other. Yeah, one oh, of the guys, and they yes. kind of like work through their beef like they had to have an outside conversation <laughs> or something. Oh my god, <laughs> that would have killed like, my boner. He was like, "Yeah, you didn't respect the rank." There was like some oh, discussion god. of that, and they went outside and they came back friends again. It was real dumb but uh he was like on his best behavior also he's a captain now so he was a young moron but i met him at a good time because now he can you know he can't really go out doing that with that you know so he He has something to lose because he's high rank yeah and they come up to him and ask him for things like cap 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 can we do this or whatever you know so that one of the guys gets on the bar and he started reading like a toast about the fire department he's like i love you guys more anything in the world you're not just my friends you're my brothers (laughs) and at the exact same time every fire to the bar just started going patrick takes it up the ass (laughs) duda duda Patrick takes it up the and the kid just had, couldn't finish his like gentle thoughts. He had Aww. to fold them up. And then another fireman got up, same song. They were just like, Brian takes it up the ass. <laughs> and one of the guys looked at I was laughing so hard I was crying. One of the guys looked at me like, What's the problem, baby? You don't like music? Oh. <laughs> and I believe that wow. was a genuine question. I thought he was like, you know, you're not a fan of the arts. You know? I'm like, you're wow. right, Vinny. I've never cared for the arts. Oh my Vinny. god. <laughs> Oh, Vinny. See, this is great because That's... I feel like, yeah, I feel like a lot of, especially, you know, ladies these days would be turned off by this, but comics and firefighters seem it, like a great kind of similar. match. There's a lot in common. We yeah. both have that table, that weird, and then when people walk up, like when people walk up to the comics table, the cellar, or whatever, we'll, they'll refer to them as civilians because we're complete right. dickheads. Like, oh, we had to talk to a civilian <laughs> yeah. after the show. And they're the same way. There's like a chemical change when you walk into that kitchen and the fire, you know, it's just, and they work off adrenaline. It's very, oh, there's a yeah. lot of weird 
similarities. A lot of camaraderie, a lot of yeah. nobody else gets this except us shit. Yeah, and they thing. say unspeakable things to each other. Yeah, just like that, us. Yeah. 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 Like if you read one text chain of mine, like I'd never work again. We say such sick, <laughs> yeah. deranged, and they're very similar. Could you imagine way. if people started getting PC on firefighters and what they said? That'd I mean, they hilarious. bitch about it all the time. Because I, like, I came by the fire department one time, and I, I mean, one of the firehouses he's working at, and I was like, um, can you please like tell my uh, tell the captain and say I was his wife? I was like, there's a strange Jew in the lobby, and you're concerned. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it used to be in the good old days we could say that, you know. <laughs> they're all kind of they got yelled they at, yeah. yeah, they oh. couldn't say that over the loudspeaker. They had anymore. to take they their no clear sign yeah. down. They were upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, was it? Uh, so that time that you met him, that was the first time you met him in person. Was at this firefighter bar? Yeah, it was at this. Yeah, <gasps> was were you like, oh, I'm in. I thought he was really cute. I thought like the Yiddish thing I did initially think was like, I mean, now I think it's kind of Trump, but I was like, it's absurd. I thought he was a little corny at first. Okay. But, then, but I was like, then our first date after that, he asked me to dinner like a couple of days later. And our first date, I was like, yeah, like I, I just was crazy about him. Because he was so, we had so much fun and he's funny and he's silly. You know, he just does dumb shit. Like when I come home, he'll lock the top lock and I'll be like, no, just please. Like he just does stuff that makes me laugh, you know? And he's, and he's comfortable with you like being the funnier one still. Yeah. He's not, he, does he make you laugh in the relationship or do you make him laugh or is it both? We, we both do. I mean, he's, he'll say real dumb stuff too, but like, I mean, he's a gross, stupid sense of humor. Like whenever he goes into the bathroom, he's like, I'm going to do some things in there. We should probably talk about like, I'm like, yeah, go. And he'll try to massage my shoulder. He's like, look, it's natural. It's it's natural processes that I want to just, just to disgust me. You know, you guys are silly. He's silly. Yeah. We're all day. It's just complete foolishness, (laughs) except he's the adult. Like he can like fill out a form and like, I wouldn't be alive. Taxes. He can. Yeah. Yeah. He does people's taxes actually because they all have a second job. Firemen, they all have like a oh, second job. Really? Most of them. It's fucked up that they need like, to have one. Yeah, Friday more. Fire do they need a enough? sugar mama? They usually have a second thing they do. Like he used to be, I can't remember the name for it, but when you do the stamp, when you stamp, like you're no, the official uh, public pr- notary. notary. Yes, yeah. public notary. And I always acted like I was more aroused by that than the firefighters. <laughs> I'm like, it's so fucking hot that you love me stamp my paper. <laughs> like, just show me the stamp ones. How long were you ignored in the library today? <laughs> <laughs> it's super useful to have someone who can do that because that's a whole yeah, yeah. that's a whole errand you, you gotta saved. go to someone's office or yeah. some shit and you got yeah it is an awkward experience going to a notary because you just kind of sit there it's weird yeah. yeah now do you ever have um do you ever incorporate the firefighter thing into your sex life I, yeah i mean i i our sex life is we joke up until the point of like there's like a click right before like he gets on top of me like (laughs) before then it's complete nonsense and then we're supposed to there's a silent agreement that we have to stop this madness okay (laughs) like i got uh, it's all just kind of but it's it's really we're joking but then it's kind of turns them on at the same time yeah yeah. but it's like a weird but then as soon as the actual sex i can't we can't continue this foolishness so that has to stop (laughs) so you can't laugh because i'm i'm during sex i am serious you know i'm trying to loosen up a little bit yeah then you can't like be that's insane to be having like trying to have some sort of funny banter i can't handle i agree yeah it kills the horniness yeah it's then it gets weird but like the moment sex is done i'll put on his captain's hat and i'll be like respect the rank like i'd like a little regard damn respect you know (laughs) and stuff like that (laughs) god damn and then i'll just do the most absurd scenarios i'm like like I'm very scared and it's always like a fire like oh, oh I don't know my what happened in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the dumbest hackiest horseshit you know and then until the moment like 
And then he's, you know, Catholic. So I got, I ordered a Catholic schoolgirl outfit on um, Ooh, <laughs> on fun. Amazon. But like, oh, I, Amazon was it good? Oh, well, I accidentally ordered. I've done this a couple times, but this was the most I've ever ordered of something by accident. I ordered fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! One time I ordered three hundred hand warmers for gloves. You've done that? Yes. Thank you. I, I have a closet I'm full. lying when nope. I say that because the How price you you're like, like certainly oh, I'm not ordering enough for five families. If, yeah, but you are. Oh. And, and they're and they were like six ninety nine each. If you Google like Catholic like school graph you can get like a grossly cheap one just made in china for <laughs> oh. like six bucks so i didn't notice that <laughs> i ordered like 15 together. yeah exactly <laughs> and then it gets there and he's like what is all this crap and i'm like oh shit <laughs> oh and no i never Nothing. returned it just because i can never return that's anything. how they get you yeah. yeah and i just stuffed it all in my dumb closet so there's just like 14 <laughs> catholic school girl outfits like just in a dumb pile you hand them out to your friends we're gonna be walking <laughs> around the city like in the summer and all these homeless people are gonna have a catholic school girl outfits on I'm gonna be like, what happened? Why is that homeless chick really hot? <laughs> Wait, so did you try the outfit on for sex? Now, how do you yeah. do that? And I'm trying to get to this it thing. It starts as a joke. It's a okay, joke. Okay, it does start as a joke yeah. in your real life when you actually carry it out. Like, it does start yeah, like silly. Yeah, I'll just put it on and walk around the house and like just tit around <laughs> in it, you know, and then yeah. sometimes we don't even have sex. We just sit down and have dinner or talk about some sort of practical discussion. <laughs> and you're like yeah. full Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes See, I do like dumb games where I drop things, you know, I'd be like, yeah. oops, I dropped it. Like, my tits are scared. What do I do now? Should I bend over? You know, like, you probably should, you know. But uh, I mean, I lead most of this nonsense oh, he's pretty God. vanilla like sexually he's like you oh, know yeah. but like he'll go with what my suggestions are but that's nice yeah. are you vanilla i'm i'm not i don't like a lot of foolishness yeah no i'm kind of because <laughs> that's not the right word but yeah i'm not i mean i i like to wait a while but because i would get attached to a guy so i wait for a while so for him wait to fuck yeah yeah the when i first came up because i want to be cool enough that i could just do it and i wouldn't care but i would get same yeah. yeah so like i told him the first date we went out when we went out for dinner you know we went out for drinks after and he was trying to get me to come over and i was like we can't have sex and whatever and uh and then we came, I came over and I explained my Christian sleepovers, which I do. Like, I'm like, we cuddle. These are the, and I'm like, I tell guys, I'm like, it's not a good deal for you. Talk about this. It's my standup. But I'm like, if I was your yeah. sexual attorney, I would recommend that you don't take this deal. Like, it's not, you get not very little out of this scenario you're agreeing to right now. And there's a lot of reminders of just how clinically I mean this. I'm like, you'll wake up with a sem- an aching semi. This is not a good call for you. Uh, but he was actually really, really very sweet i was very surprised have you had a guy not be sweet in those instances i mean i guess i've never been you know assaulted but i've but just a guy being like fuck that shit also i explain it so much that in in the terms for it that i believe they actually know that they're not getting laid but still they'll be like annoyed but you won't or you won't hear from them again which is a fair screening device but yeah but for him he was like yeah, he was just like protecting me from his heart. He was being very like polite Aww. and trying to like push it out of the way, you know. <laughs> but uh, he was very, he was very cool about. It. I mean, we made out and stuff, but we didn't do much, you know, for for a little while. For, and like, then, yeah, waiting is good. I I've been yeah. trying that, and it is great. It's fun. But mm-hmm. then once you do have sex, I mean, marry me or don't. You know what I mean? It's like it's like I feel like <laughs> I feel like that would make the bond. The longest I've waited was like the third time I hung out with a guy, and then we fucked. That was the longest I've ever waited. Oh yeah, but then uh, it made me more little more attached a little bit because then i spent like months wondering what it would be like to fuck them yeah i see what you're saying but then i feel like but i feel like for the guy they'd probably be attached by that time too or at least from we waited about a month and like at that time like 
you know, he's just like, fine. Like, where do I sign? Like, you know, literally <laughs> just sign a pile of documents, whatever, you know? Like, when I said I would do it, he just, like, all of a sudden, he grabbed a car. Like, he had everything waiting for that, you know? Oh, so. that's sweet. But I feel like, yeah, by that time, usually both people are kind of into it. Into or it, not, yeah. You know? And all, that's a, well, that's a good gauge to see, like, how much do you like me and how much do I like you? Because if you still want to have sex with each other after not fucking for a month. Yeah. That's a good, you know? To go from wildly lonely in a steakhouse, that's a good, that's a good opposite ends, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, like, just like the way you met, I think was like, he understood that your intentions were more serious. Like when, when people are getting set up, like that's, I, I don't think we've reached the time in our lives when like, we're like setting up people just to have sex, like via yeah. text. That seems like a lot and weird. Like this is too much. There's too many apps that you and can do that on. jobs for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's their job. Oh, like sex workers. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. So how yeah. did you let him know that you wanted, like, what did you say to him when you finally did have sex i mean it was definitely like like this is unacceptable but like (laughs) when i want to tell him something i'll be like dear god and i write like a i basically act like i'm saying my prayers but i say whatever i'm saying to him so i'll be like dear god well i think it's finally time to put out i hope i'm doing the right thing lord i could be making a grave mistake but this fireman still sure is backed up and deserves it so (laughs) so just like your stand-up exactly (laughs) yeah but it's like a dear yeah it's usually a letter to god like it's how i tell him i'm annoyed right now yeah like if i'm annoyed with something and i'll be like Dear God, do you think I'll always be lonely and you won't be able to compliment me properly? <laughs> Will my life settle into a certain straight, you know, and it'll be like, oh, come here, I'll compliment. Like, because he does not good at compliment. He doesn't know how to compliment. Oh, properly. interesting. So oh, okay. I tried to tell him that and now he's getting better through my prayers. That's Was yeah. he just not complimenting or giving bad compliments? He doesn't like, know. He doesn't your say hair the right exists. thing. <laughs> like, yeah, like he'll, uh, again, I talked about this in my stand. I want to say that so people don't think I'm just doing my act, but... <laughs> I talk about how he's bad at complimenting. Like, he'll be like, on our wedding day, this isn't true, but he'll say this in another day. Like, just like, bringing it, you know, like, or something like that. Or, I'm like, no, that is not, you cannot file that in the compliment category. Yeah, right. right. Bring it or he'll be like, they did a good job with the makeup. I'm like, you're not supposed to mention that. Like, <laughs> they, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't. Okay, okay. He, he seems like he has great intentions. He like doesn't. Like, he loves no, you. Yeah. And like, he wants to Coming express from it, the right place. But he doesn't have the tools in the toolbox to yeah. articulate okay. it. Okay. And he'll be like, you, I mean, I, it was funny because when and for our wedding, he, we like t- he wrote his own vows, and then it was like this beautiful tribute, like that I had never, and it was like funny and insightful. But wow. he has to really think about it and focus. He's not, you know, he's a repressed Catholic fireman. Yeah, like he doesn't know how to say. And I mean, what he was said is like, well, we have a good time together, like which is really it's as simple as that. Like he yeah. he could we have a lot of fun, you know what I mean. So it's not about the never ending list of like physical compliments that I'd like to receive. And believe me, I'm still <laughs> campaigning to receive them, but as you should, yeah. But I think for him, like yeah, it's just like well, it's about the connection. I'm like yes, but please let's keep some com- keep keep excreting compliments. These are the right. ways we yeah we keep yeah. the connection alive. Yeah, exactly. He's physically very affectionate, like it's a very like arm or whatever you know. But he doesn't know how to say like. He won't like regularly say you blah blah blah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Got it. Got that's it. An inter- that's actually a great way to communicate to your partner that you want you you're not getting exactly what you need because mm-hmm. I feel like anytime I've ever tried to be serious about that conversation, it's never about something that serious. Like you were saying, like oh you know I would like to I need yeah, verbal it's just compliments. Yeah, a little thing. But you don't want to have annoying discussion about it. Right. Exactly. I I don't I don't think that I would be capable of saying like can you physically comp I don't really think I could have that conversation seriously without like yelling. I don't know why. Yeah, I just feel no, I know what you mean. For it, yeah, that's a great method to ask for. It like, actually is weirdly effective because yeah. it's just like you keep it light but, and it's silly. You know, yeah. like I do that, or I do like an old sort of British novel <laughs> where I'll be like, 
You know, she knew at that point that he just didn't have the capacity and she would have to find it in other places. It wasn't as if she accepted it. It was as if a different uh, feeling altogether took over her, you know, and he'll be like, ah, oh, come here, oh. babe. Like, you know. So it's, but it's very strange. She somehow understands my oddly written, like, beginning of a British novel. Oh, That's my God. Yeah. fine that a lot of men are going to have torturous weekends after this episode comes out. Well, because I, so well, I, what do you mean? I do a lot of character work going to be going on in the bedroom. <laughs> I do voices all the time. I do voices all the time. Time. all the time and you know a lot of times guys don't think it's fun they don't think it's hot and i'm like you're not the person for me exactly they're like yeah. there's people who like voices and there are people who don't I, like i can't do this this would sound so passive aggressive if i tried to yeah if yeah, i did like fucking aside do I have something on my nose like, me? My friend? Like, it would be real bad my this one guy i'm fucking like i don't know why one of us said it what, I don't know how this term even came up, but like weary wanderer, and we would just say we would scream it, and then we would be we'll be in public, and we would be like, and I'll be like, don't hit me, and then like That's people funny. look like we just fuck. I with like people. to do that one too. Like so I always fun. act like um, like when we're working out together, like I'll be like, I told you it's not helpful when you call me a fat hoe. I said that's <laughs> not helpful, and everybody turns around and stares at them. Yeah. It's very satisfying. Yeah, my ex and I used to have like really big fake fights in public, oh, and that's so fun just, just to entertain ourselves. Yeah. yeah. A grabbing of an arm I'll always ask <laughs> like him to, Like I get him to Hold my arm up Like that big high example arm that, Like when you bring A kid out when you're yeah. like, You know yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It, like it always Like take like away Screen time the last kid the house party Yeah Yeah, yeah. Exactly Or I'll loudly Take away screen time Or some other privilege You know I'm like You're not getting Any screen time And you're not going To the movies With Zachary And that's <laughs> Wow What a, oh Okay God. You got my ideal life Right now Like that You could do your voices And be silly and goofy With your person And he's a firefighter and you have great sex and you're loving and caring and you communicate your needs through humor. I yeah. mean, I mean, you know, there's plenty so, of nonsense, but we've had, we read some books that helped us and stuff. Like, which one the is them? Yeah. I mean, I think everybody <laughs> knows about this. It's like the most obvious one, but like the Bible, the, uh, the Lord, <laughs> well, the Lord helped me learn how to not always give in to all my desires and to remember that my husband owns me. <laughs> No, like uh, the seven languages of love. Okay. Or whatever. Yeah, that because the thing is, you give how you want to receive it, right? Yeah. So he doesn't care about physical compliments. Like I tell him, like you look really hot, or your body, whatever. He's like, <laughs> he doesn't really need that. He doesn't. He's not a narcissist either, so he doesn't need to hear a lot about himself like he doesn't have some story he has about that he needs other people to know, <laughs> so, which would be gross if he did. But so did you he know. have a healthy childhood then? Um, I mean, yeah, healthy. yeah, he had a healthy, but I think Good he never, he doesn't talk about his feelings enough. Like he has to oh. learn how to express himself. They hold a lot in, they see a lot. So I'll do like, I'll, I'll do what's called Felix Corner. I'll be like, Felix Corner on the bed. Come on. And I'll be like, no. Bring it in team. Yeah. I'm like, Felix Corner, no. Like he's like terrified. <laughs> Meanwhile, I can like oh. run into a wildly burning building. But I'll be like, Felix Corner. He's like, oh, please. And I'm like, Felix Corner, five minutes. And then I'll come sit and we'll like oh talk God. about something. I think that is good. Yeah. We, everyone could use a Felix Corner. Yeah. Me. And by making it funny and jovial, you take the pressure off of it. Because yeah. it's not like feel it's so and it's so much better to talk about your feelings. But it's for some people, it's so scary, which I don't I can't comprehend. But I, I'm told it's scary for a lot of people. So that's a great way to ease into that. Yeah, there's Damn. these little ways that help. But so but yeah, but it's been a lot of like adjusting. And also I'm like a slob. So he's had to learn to deal with that. And I've had so? to be less slovenly. Yeah, see, I'm it's, pretty messy, too. And that's like one thing that every I was actually just talking about it with my person last night. Like, like, 
I don't I'm not even that messy But I think Men's expectations of women Is so like TV pristine Clean uh, Because like that's Kind of like this Some of this feminine energy You're supposed to be bringing Like a comfortable Safe space for Me to lay my hat down in And I'm like I'm not that Like my apartment right now I am trying so hard But it's still not even As close to as clean As this apartment And I don't know what to do So how do you How did you navigate this I mean when he's at the firehouse I'm like a child Like when he goes to the firehouse house overnight it's like risky business i'm like dad's gone fuck yeah taking out my costume box yeah just like sliding around in my socks like hurling my clothes everywhere unnecessarily yeah daddy's not back for 24 hours I'm such a deep moron. God, you're fun, Rachel. <laughs> that sounds but, great. But there's like little things like that. You know, I just do them because I mean, some of it. I mean, I don't. There's so much I don't know, and we haven't. We don't know about like marriage yet. We just got married six months ago. Right, like I right. can't like tell anyone my wisdom about marriage. Yeah, we haven't. This is like the fun time still. But right. But when. But like I know when he's coming home I'll just I basically just get my mess to get like I hurl things in cupboards and stuff like that you know <laughs> okay. and then I I try to like not lose his keys as much because I'll lose my keys and then I borrow his keys and he's and like you know there's a key to I guess it's like all the elevators in the city or something he's like you know there's an elevator <laughs> key like that I need and I'm just like wow whatever get off my dick you know? <laughs> who cares make a copy God like <laughs> another universal elevator <laughs> I try not to be so much of a twat in those ways. I'm like, right. Just like, remember, all right, he needs that thing. And yeah. So, but I try to be better at just wiping surfaces down. I mean, I'm, it's as simple as that. I try to wipe surfaces very fast before he comes in because he likes things like he's a very neat person. And I'm also better than I used to be. I mean, it used to be like my worst fear was just being like gray gardens. Like I'll just be living in my own filth one day, just homelish at best. So you you were really messy. You were like, I used to be really messy. And now I'm like clean, not hoarding. I throw things away easily, but just like not, I mean, I wasn't really like dirty, but not. But messy, you know. So, okay, yeah, that's it. the yeah. same. Yeah, I'm, it's not like I'm like leaving pizza boxes yeah, open, I don't but leave just food like, out or really or anything. How can yeah. I find my clothes when they're all in drawer? You can't see in a drawer. I yeah, mean, you know, just piles of things clothing. need to be out yeah. so I can see them. And then also like stupid little things, like you know, if there's like a little toothpaste when you like brush your teeth, I'm not yeah. like cleaning it with my whole fist before I leave. Like sometimes it's there, mm-hmm. and then next time it it won't be there because the water will run. I don't see why this is such an issue. Yeah. But people are people act like I left like a, a fetus in the sink. Yeah, he used to ask me these questions. He'd be like, "What was happening here?" I'm like, "I'm not going to write you a short short story about my dumb thing I left." Like, yeah. "What were you trying to attempt here?" I'm like, "Fuck you!" And I don't have a book report ready for you. Just be like, "Don't do this," and, yeah. you know. And I won't do it. But so there's just little things because we share like a really small space. You know. Oh, okay. How, is this your okay. first time living with a partner? No, I've lived with somebody before, but yeah, I mean, we share one bedroom. It's not tiny. It's okay. just not like it's small for one two be- people yeah. to share. Yeah, yeah. And we're looking for it. a two bedroom for that reason. You know, okay, so we yes. have a little more space. Two but. doors to close, I think, is imperative. Yeah, but I'm much better now than I used to be. And his, and also, I've decorated every, like not decorated, but I put up normal shit. He had like dumb, just heinous, weird man ideas of artwork, just like disgusting <laughs> like <what>? nonsense. Like, <laughs> like a monster truck <laughs> fucking a babe I mean, on the it was beach. So dumb. I remember, you know, when you first. <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up at a guy's house and you're looking around their house like, oh. who is this weird? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. I remember I'm scared inspecting just like, you know, like, will I ever? And then Can he I had be some here? sort of wine rack on his, like, 
on his kitchen wall and it was just like some viney like it looked like Rome or something like some sort of Roma interpretation <laughs> vine like wine oh. rack it was just like ferociously like a Ray Warren Flanagan wine rack yeah. yeah at least I knew there'd been like no reasonable woman over in quite right. some time <laughs> and then there was like these two paintings above the couch it was like 1920s man and a woman with their backs to each other kind of looking back like hey you <laughs> like both of them like one so was like a hat. yeah this was, feels very home goods was, yeah yeah there's like yeah probably the home goods generic version of the painting yeah Yeah. but the nice thing about a fireman is you could openly mock them and they love it because they're like comics they mock each other all the time they roast each other yeah Yeah. so i'm just like oh what was this here did you like watch a couple episodes of mad men and go go have some ideas at costco or something because this is disgusting and i'll be like yeah i stink like you know so then (laughs) got me (laughs) i do my part like i've replaced everything in the hat like you know so and then and i'm messy but we both kind of like it sort of evens out in that respect man okay. whenever i'm in a guy's apartment for the first time and i'm looking around i'm always so terrified that i'm gonna find something that i don't want to know about i don't know i'm yeah. always like i'm anticipating just something like a pill a, a, a prescription of some sort i mean my gonna... ex i walked in and there was a full american flag hanging <gasps> in his room no! just a full american flag <laughs> what do you what do you do when you're oh, already in love with someone and there's a full American, American flag. I'm you need surprised that there wasn't in my husband's suit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they all firemen. Like they, yeah, they all cry yeah, about the like founding fathers when like, they're drunk and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, really? The founding fathers? He'll like, he's like that's wept sweet. about the founding. Fa- no, it gets annoying. I'm like, he's we're not out. founding fathering right now. Like, I'm like, no. We'll <laughs> Wait, just what does he like about the founding fathers? I mean, you know. just be like, you know, years ago. Like, just I'm like, no, I'm not listening to this horse shit right now. And I'll be like, yeah, right, Pete. Wow. Okay. You, yeah. I like the way you guys communicate. <laughs> it's it's a great. It's really fun. Do you have fights? Do you have oh, like? Yeah. But like re, like like just your seething fights. Yeah, we've had. I mean, we've learned. It's much better. We haven't had a fight. fight in a while. We don't fight very often, but we fight when we do. In the past, it's been just like a real wild one. You know, like like I've been made. I made him pull over the car. Ooh, like there, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple get out of the car fights. And yeah. <laughs> Whoa! You got out of the car on the side of the road to yell on at the him? side of the road. Yeah. Whoa. And then I was like. Why isn't he like circling back? Like, because he's he'd seen me do this little routine before. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta throw fit, you know. He just met me at home. Like, I took an Uber and I'm like, hey, it's me again. <laughs> Thought you lost me, huh? Guess who, huh? <laughs> How long but, did you guys date before you got engaged? About a year. Okay. About a year, yeah. Um, and what, how do you propose? I know that's um, I was in a. I was in this, the, like, I had just gotten done with the spot, and I went to this um, restaurant, this Italian restaurant in the same block of the cellar, and my friend that introduced us, she asked me to meet her there for dinner after my show. So I got in there, and it was pretty packed, and she wasn't there, and then he came in in, like, a kind of a thick coat. It was real. I felt bad for him, because as soon as he came in, I knew he was going to propose. Oh, she, okay. she had told me, you know? Oh. <laughs> and so she was like, sweater is coming, sweater. She handed you a matchbox. Beware, sweater. Let me tell you now. I can't say too much, sweater. Oh, my God. But, uh... <laughs> She always calls me teenager just because she's like 12 years older. So she was like, teenager, sweet. It's coming around the bend, sweet. Teenager. Did you have a conversation with so, him about that before? Yeah, we had talked about like, we, it was kind of funny because we like, we go do sprints in the park and we were like doing laps around the park or something. And I just thought like, this seems so adult, you know, like, I yeah. mean, I just like, we had that like, what do you want in, in life conversation? Yeah. Oh, and then we nice. were sort of walking around, you know. He'd be like, I'd marry you. Yeah, yeah, we discussed it or whatever. And then like, and so I kind of knew he was going to, but I didn't know when. And 
And then he came in this restaurant. I think he expected it was like a Tuesday. The restaurant was going to be like real dead, but it was packed. This restaurant called Monty's on McDougal. And he was like squeezing and he had this dumb puffy coat. And I was just like, oh, poor guy. Right? I felt bad for him. I was like, God, it's so weird that men have to do this. Yeah. Nonsense, foolishness. So the minute he walked in, you knew everything. Then I, was I like, could Aw. figure it out because she wasn't there to me. Right, he was right, like, right. They all, and he has they, sweat yeah. beads dripping yeah. down his forehead. And he looked really nervous, that, you know. And then uh, he got down on one knee. And I think he thought it was going to be a private corner. <laughs> but it was just like a lot of loud-ass New Yorkers. <laughs> and as soon as he got down on one knee, this woman was like, it's a proposal. He's proposing. <laughs> oh, my God. How embarrassing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that is the most New York proposal. Oh. It was pretty cute. And he was like trying oh. to be quiet because he didn't want them to hear him. You know, and he's like, you make me a happy man. <laughs> Would you make me a happy husband? And then she was like, answer it. You've got to say something. I was so interested in what was happening. That you were just observing. And then he had this ring in a box and I took it out. I didn't even want to put it on my finger like a true pig. I was Give just like, hey, that's for me. I'll take it. Pop it you on can the- see your way home. I'll go out with my ring now. I took it out of the box. Just what a disgusting pig. I just oh, grabbed gosh. it right by. I was like, yeah, get my mitts on that right there while you're rambling on. So I put it. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even realized I did that until afterwards. I was like, oh, what a disgusting impulse. Was there a video that you were able to watch of there your was own no behavior? Video, okay. No, but thank God. <laughs> And then, and then he he had tears in his eye, and he is not a crier, you know. Like he, I've seen him cry maybe once or twice, once over his grandma, and that was, and maybe that day, yeah, that was it. So it was kind of cute. He was sort of teary, and then, and then, and then uh, she was like, "Answer him!" I mean, everybody was talking to us the whole time. They all talked to us, you know. So it's so weird. To just that be, is a tight yeah. restaurant. That <laughs> restaurant like, yeah, being heckled. very tight. So you could yeah. handle it. You could handle it. And then this proposal. woman goes, "What's your name, sweetheart?" Like they oh were taking pictures of us, and I was like, "Rachel Feinstein." And she goes, "What's your last name?" So because I'm going to tag you on Facebook or whatever. So I was like, "Rachel Feinstein." Oh she my goes, god, oh. Rachel, you're in the TV. <laughs> she goes, "Oh, is he Jewish?" Like oh. that. And I was like, "No." And I go, "But he's a fireman." And they were all like, "Thank you for your service." And they all just like, "Oh my god." Audience, Wanted to applause for thanking him for his service, which is funny because people always thank him for it. People just stop and thank him. Well, like, thank I mean, you for his service. Yeah. yeah. So they all started oh. clapping. And then and then this woman was like, We got a lot of advice immediately. This woman was like, I've got a lemon chicken recipe that saved my oh marriage. My I'm like, I want to know what was happening in her marriage. <laughs> that it took a lemon chicken recipe to save it. <laughs> to really make him come around. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That is that is you have the best life. That is so New York. I'm just I love that. Um, I love that. Just the the go. I'm just imagining you wildly lonely at a steakhouse, and then like now like getting these like lemon chicken recipes from strangers. You're getting proposed to. That's the most beautiful. Like, wow. But it is you really you you know it's kind of I feel like it is I don't know if it's a curse or it, it seems to be difficult for female comedians to like hi, kind of get the normal things in life. It is marriage yeah. kids and. And you are an example of someone hilariously funny, on tour, successful, <laughs> but also married. So, is, I mean, not even like that everyone wants these things, but is there anything you think you could like tell people? How do you be normal? Is my question. Yeah. I mean, how do you be normal? I mean, I, I had like my relationships before this one and this one is like there's plenty of like work and arguments and sure. things. Yeah. But like we're just like, I mean, I've had like wildly bad like scenes in your life you would never want anyone to see. Just like yeah. fleeing places and garbage bagging <laughs> things. And, yeah. 
So, and I went yeah. out with a guy that was like mm. insanely uh, jealous, like started to uh. go through my phone, my computer. Mm. So just crazy scenes in your life. Like I never thought I would have any normal. I, a scene in a last relationship that I was quite used to at one point was that he would go through my computer history and then um, I would get mad or catch him and then he would run to the freezer and put it in the freezer. And I was used Wait, to that freezer jog. He would put computer? my laptop in the freezer. You have a what? big freezer. Wait, it, why? It, um, I guess because he was he was angry at me. It wasn't really rational. It would start with these sort of huh. Howard Dean like screams. Like he'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, you whore! Or something. And I wasn't cheating and, on him, but it was just like a text that he misunderstood from a male comic or something. Oh, okay. And then he would run to the freezer <laughs> and put my laptop in the freezer, and I would chase him. I, I was used to this jog where I needed to get my laptop back back and beg him to get it out of the. Uh, the freezer. The freezer. Yeah. I was used to just being like, please defreezer and take it out of the free. He was just doing it to infuriate me. You know? Right. It's crazy the yeah. things that you think back on and you retell and you're like, yeah, that was a little weird. That's yeah. a little, like, what was your reaction when that was happening? Like, cause you accepted like, it as normal. At the time, right? was that, a, that, was that like, okay for you? While he was running to the freezer calling you a whore, what did you say? No, I thought I could like help him. And I mean, it was just, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, right, like, right. I was like, oh, get in therapy and I could make him not call me a whore. And yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I'm like, he's so nice, but he's not calling me a dirty whore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I definitely like I thought I could save him, and I was uh, like, we'll yep. get we'll get him to stop doing this to me. And yeah, but it was like it it became it got to the point his level of um of like spying on me that it was like I mean everyone knew about like I had to I would put my phone this sounds so crazy but mm-hmm. when I would go into therapy like I put my phone outside because I'm a perfect person to spy on because I don't understand my phone or my computer and I'll like always okay. hand them to somebody like oh can you help me figure this out so he had put like tracking stuff on my there were so Shit. many things and it's like and then I was working on a pilot at the time but I remember it was like soda and everybody was trying to figure out like what he was doing like oh he could do this where he could listen to your conversations there's something you could put on the phone to listen oh my he god was doing crazy levels of like how did that break spying you know yeah like there was stuff where i was like how did he know that how the fuck did he know he that was, he had you wired i think there was like that alexa thing you can make listen like you can put that yeah. on and so somebody told me about that but i'm again a perfect person because i'm just such a mess and i don't like yeah you know, technology you're yeah, like i don't, I don't know like, worry Tell me about my codes to think yeah i'm like a lot of things or whatever yeah. i had I a boyfriend either. who Shit. put something on my computer where it traced your keystrokes so then you figure out the you can figure out the passwords to all your like websites and stuff oh and God, log that, in that, that makes me feel so better because i feel like when i tell these stories i seem mm. so insane i mean i hate oh, that no. it happened to you but no yeah. i've heard some mm. crazy stalker mm. stories obsession stories uh mm. oh no, I, no i've heard it people all. are lunatics they're so, crazy how did that breakup go i just left in the middle of like uh <laughs> the night <laughs> yeah i mean it was that it was that did you live to, that's when you yeah lived with, right? we lived together yeah i left Fuck. in the middle of the night how'd yeah. you pack did you pack all your shit before and did you not notice i mean um we no, I ended up coming back. Uh, like a couple of like male comic friends came back I was and they like, got I everything hope you during the day. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. When he was at work, yeah. But oh, I got, when he was at but work. But it was a wild fleeing situation, and then he accepted it, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was. But my point just being, I I didn't mean to like say as much as I did. But my point just being like insane scenes, right? Just like wildly. It's crazy. Like, like, I went out with, with like a deep like guttural alcoholic like the, like the kind of drunk that's just like he would get real suspicious at a certain hour and just kind of glare at people you know and i'd have to oh, get him God. out of places oh. it would be like you're glaring at my elderly aunt like what beef could you possibly have with her oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 everybody be like yeah you can't look at me weird your boy out of here you know because he, he would be having like a face down with my aunt edith at a party what? or something yeah 
But in like, I just forgive like insane things. Yeah. Me too. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've forgiven just the most obvious forms yeah. of betrayal right in front of your face sometimes and you're like you know what he's probably hurting inside and yeah he, he had a tough day yeah <laughs> exactly yeah what I do you think is it. like the the most insane thing you've forgiven um well <laughs> this is real crazy but the wild uh, drunk um i mean he was extremely hot and so i deserve oh, it because that's why i started dating him i think he looked kind of like like a young paul newman he's real hot i like a oh. real alpha male he was a yeah. carpenter yeah. and uh he had kind of bloodshot eyes and just <laughs> okay for you me. just thought it was because he was intense <laughs> yeah he was just uh and he he um and he was you know again this sounds like such a sad abuse sentence nice most of the time <laughs> just start swaying and glaring at a certain hour right but when i first <laughs> when i first met him he said that he had just freshly gotten back from the war in iraq and then later uh -oh. admitted, mm, actually hadn't been to the war in iraq. <gasps> oh my <laughs> god oops Whoa. and daisy now how'd he tell you that <laughs> whoa you know that thing i said the thing i said about the what? thing Oh, I was thinking. I mean, he was such a code oh red alcoholic God. that he would just make up insane nonsense when he was drunk. And now, again, I was to be to me. I'm to forgive myself a little bit. I was 23, so I was like, oh, oh okay, oh, but uh, oh, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's what Seems you do. Healthy. That's who, what you do when you're 23. Yeah, who didn't date someone who just role played the, the vor veteran <laughs> like when they were 23? We all did that. And then he said that he. uh he used to say like we'd be out drinking at a bar and he'd be like yeah at a certain point he'd be like i gotta get out of here i gotta catch a red eye and i was like oh wait like where you know <laughs> and uh, he's like yeah i can't really talk about it just like, i gotta hop on a red eye and i'm like but, but why you know oh, and then what would happen was he would just keep drinking and not leave and uh, i'd be like i thought red you, eye, bro. you had to catch a red eye he's like oh yeah and then finally he was like yeah, there was no no red eye. And I was like, there was no red eye? And why lie about a red eye? And he's like, I just figured like important guys catch red eyes. And that I thought was so hilarious that I forgave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple yeah. times he would do it when he's drunk. He'd be like, gotta get a red eye. I'm like, mm, not falling for these reindeer games twice. We both know there's no red eye, Chris. But you weren't like, what, what, what made you go... Oh yeah, I gotta go. Like, cause it's it's uh, crazy. I think at one point with his drinking, like there was then it started to be like, all right, you, you, the couple of ultimatums. Like, I'd come home. I remember one time he was like just in these Hawaiian shorts sitting at the edge of the bed, just nothing There's on at all, just like balls, dick, and these like Magnum <laughs> PI bathing suit shorts that I had no idea why he put <laughs> on himself. And he was just like claiming that he get wasn't drunk. He's like, babe, I'm not drunk. Oh. You know what? I'm sort of fight right now, but I'm not gonna <laughs> fall for your bait this time because it. Didn't drink, and then he just <laughs> fell over flat on the floor, and just like banged his own skull. Oh no! And I was just like, oh. uh, yeah. And he's like, bam, I'm not drunk. And then it was just <laughs> great. Just fell over, no. uh, just a beautiful, Slowly clean fall. fall. <laughs> and um, I think it was like right around that time I was about to do this military tour in Korea, and I was still nannying part time. I wasn't doing stand up full time, but like when I left to Korea, he would get shit faced and then said flowers like, I'm sorry, I was shit faced to Claire get your elderly aunt flowers, and. So he sent like a bouquet like that to my hotel in Korea and it Whoa. fell over. I remember getting back to the hotel and it was over. It was it had fallen over just like him. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a metaphor. And I was I was like, this is I, I just looked at the flight. I was like, I mean, what the what in God's name am I doing? So I moved out. I still remember he lived in West New York. I remember him walking me to the we took this dumb little bus at, 
you know, back and forth that you take over 42nd Street mm-hmm. to West New York. And sometimes you'd be so drunk that he didn't want to get on the bus because he found himself very suspicious of the bus itself. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy. I'm like, you've got to board the bus. The bus is not against you. <laughs> and he'd be like, I don't know, babe. I'm not so sure. Oh, wow. And, just, and I just remember those hours of like, fuck, he's not going to get on the bus. We've got to wait for another damn. And they would only come like once every 40 oh, minutes. And we fuck. couldn't like afford cab. And it was like really expensive. Yeah. And I was like nannying full time. So I just started thinking about that bus. I'm like, I'm going to get back home from Korea. And then we'll till get suspicious of the bus. And we won't be able to get the first <laughs> drive back. I used to meet up at this like Port Authority bar. And I was just like, I can't oh, anymore. I can't. Port Authority bar. It was real sad. Yeah. And, then, and then again, he was such a functioning alcoholic. Like he was um, like a foreman during the day, like ran a real tight construction site. But then by night, second he was five glaring hits. up a store. But yeah. Now when you, yeah. so so you've dated a couple people that, you know, suck you know that, sure. that you're trying to save i'm i certainly yes. get people that i try to save and then every time i i get the i'll dump them or i'll end it and then i'm like the next guy he's gonna be a good guy and then he's not well like he's not a bad guy but just you know and but <laughs> do you have issue do you ever like have a hard time with <laughs> pitching this guy to your friends that you're seeing that you know is like i think he might be kind of <laughs> just a real piece of shit but I really want my friends to like him like do you ever have that oh yeah I mean I remember the first time I introduced my friends to the carpenter and we went out for a drink I thought and then he left the bar it was like some bar with like pool or something and uh, we started to play a pool game he's like yeah, I don't know about that like again oh he got God. suspicious of the pool game so itself suspicious. and left the bar and, and was kind of glaring at me through the glass outside oh, and my friends they were this lovely couple just you know like such a healthy just you know oh, okay. and, and, and the, my friend's <laughs> wow. husband was kind of rubbing her back and I was like I wonder if a man will ever rub my back and like such a kind just a supportive enormous normal man that's well, your not guys glaring, glaring at, at any you woman. From <laughs> and he was like, oh, Rachel, he's, uh, you're, uh, your boyfriend's outside. <laughs> he looks pretty angry. And he, <laughs> I looked out through the glass and he just had this menacing, absurd expression. Oh, and it was God. like raining real hard on him. And it was oh, just so oh. dumb. So yeah, I would, I would be like, no, he's like this. Because sometimes he would get drunk and not glare. But you know, <laughs> face it, most of the time he would. And uh, yeah. he also, I remember, made the red eye thing up to them too he said he had to get on a red eye and, and then like, were they like gonna... you gotta go and he's like nah I, I don't have to go like that he said like that's they didn't really engage in i think they just went home to their safe healthy life <laughs> and they kind they of were scared yeah, yeah they I, they didn't try to they knew that there was no speak they unlike me knew there was no speaking to this wild like emergency moron <laughs> yeah they did not engage with them at all they just were just kind of giving me the heads up that he was doing some outside glaring at me uh, okay uh, but yeah, they, they told me. I mean, everybody knew about him. They were they still how joke aggressive? Were because sometimes my friend, I'm I'm at the stage right now where I'm like, if I'm dating somebody who's just a red flag, you know, I'm not going to see them. Please tell me, like, please, I'll believe you. I'm not going to because normally I'd be like, let me figure out for myself because you can't force me into doing something that I I, I need to learn it for my own. Yeah. But like, do you did you ever have a friend pull you aside with some of your scene? Be like, Rachel, what the fuck? What are you doing? Oh yeah, yeah. I think with both with both yeah. of those relationships, like my friends were telling me, and I knew that they were right. I was like, "Well, yeah. he's doing." I tell him all the steps that he'd been taking, and <laughs> yep. you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah when you so. have to defend someone too much, that's a red flag for yourself. It's such a red flag. Yeah, yeah. and like, with no. him, like he. <laughs> He, he used to smoke, just chain smoke Marlboros, like inside, you Ooh. know? Oh, no. And he would play this awful game about like flying. It was called, I, it was called like Air 90 or something. And he was, his biggest regret in life is that he wasn't a fighter pilot. And I believe he deserved to be with someone that didn't find that hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> 
He was always like talking about how he could have been and like one of his cousins. What? And I was, was like, Was he like 60? What the fuck? He was obsessed with military and like just okay. this regret and not being in the military. And he was like real strong and jacked. Like he could have yeah. probably gone to. He was, probably just, he was such a drunk. He probably fucked it up somehow. Right. But, but I remember he had this game he played and he would refer to it as flying right and he'd be like i gotta fly tonight but and i'm like you're not it's a game you know and then at one point i remember i suggested like why don't i get you some flying lessons for your birthday because you love flying you're interested in it and and he was like nah like the game's like upset with this pretend game and he had headphones and he would speak with people around the country the simulated flight game yeah and he would come on the road with me and then we'd have to like meet up with people from like the game and they would just we gotta see beaker beaker badger in indiana and they would go over like war stories and i'm like but Wait, this and you're just sitting there and they would just talk about like you know some of the best battles they fought together and just how they back really backed each other up i remember at one point i'm like hugging beaker and they kind of held each other for a while just thanking him for like how he, something happened to him man oh, something happened like, to a that cocktail guy. of terrible God. things did you sure. uh growing wow. up were your parents together my parents were together and back we're circling back quickly to the code red alcoholic he 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 was a wild alcoholic and should not have been in a relationship he wasn't particularly unkind to me but right. i clearly well, shouldn't a lot have of been with alcoholics him. Yeah. are yeah. really sweet very charismatic very nice to me and yeah. very fun to be around oh exactly. yeah i love it tricky but uh, my parents are my, yeah, my parents are yeah. together yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Did you, uh, did your parents have any type of like strong person? Because I, I feel like the reason I'm a people pleaser, maybe it's part natural, but it's also part like my mom had depression. So I just felt like a, a responsible for her joy all the time. Definitely. So that's like, yeah. oh man, I will take a man on the street who's just shaking in a puddle of his own piss and I will turn him into a prince. Oh, yeah. Like that's what goes on in my head. But I'm curious if that's just. Oh, definitely similar. Like my mom's a social worker and she wants to, you know, save everyone. Mm, and Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she would just like share things about me that I should never have known when I was a kid. Like just weird facts that I was just like, why is she like about she, yourself? About you? Just other people in oh. pain. She loves pain. She oh, loves like to sadness rock and out. Like- to, yeah, she loves a fresh new death. She can talk about. I why? remember her waking me up once in the middle of the like it was like real early, like five in the morning, and she was just like, "Sweetheart, uh, that person on television, the one that the pretty one." Uh, she died, honey. Like, and I'm like, why did she need to tell me she that? She woke you up? But she was excited for me to get up so she could pain chamber me at breakfast and oh. we could talk about like this person suffering. She's also like, you know, an incredible social worker. It was very like loving mom, but she's she gets jazzed up by people's pain and she okay. loves to save and yeah. And she likes to kind of really get into it. Like I remember leaving like a play date and she'd be like, well, it's just so darn sad that her husband cheated like that. Well, she could never forgive him but then also never herself so their sex wow. life never returned to normal after that uh, well but he i guess he got something from diane that he never got from deborah oh Shit, my who knows? god and i'm like i'm 11 you know? yeah but uh <laughs> oh god that's yeah that's wow. too much being yeah. treated like like being treated like a child your whole life is bad but being treated like an adult too early also bad is that good yeah that's also gonna, bad that's gonna breed and some I, like traits. she's she'll acknowledge now she's like i did do that darn it you know <laughs> it but, is uh, fun in your 30s to be like hey ma you kind of fucked me up in this way you can be like and she's like oh, sorry <laughs> well thanks yeah cool. no one i mean no one could do a perfect job parenting exactly it's true and they're but they have like a. I mean they're into each other my parents but they, there's some similarities for sure with my husband like my dad is not very expressive emotionally and, uh-huh. I, and my husband the same way but he's way better than my dad was you know but yeah. like 
my dad is really funny just like dark weird like bizarre sense of humor he's a blues musician and a civil rights lawyer but he oh, was shit. like wow Whoa, yeah. badass he's a cre- crazy talented musician like he plays piano and cytical accordion and stuff and holy shit he had a band growing up called the vomitones that he just thought it was hysterical to call them the vomitones just to like embarrass us and they had a <laughs> tour which just consisted of like two dive bars they played in michigan <laughs> called hands across uranus tour and he'd be like he would come into the kitchen That's and be hilarious. like are you gonna support the tour or not guys there's some t-shirts so merch, yeah. yeah oh my god and my dad thought there was nothing funnier than british royalty he just thought it was hysterical <laughs> it just is. the idea that they would have to do these things and there would be some sort of protocol and so he had these dreams all the time about like the queen and he'd be like the queen is having an important ceremony this is very important today she's gonna pick up the conch and when she does we all need it and then at the end of the ceremony usually the queen Somebody would vomit somehow in the ceremony. He thought throwing up was really funny. And he was usually a blues musician because he was obsessed with blues musicians. So he'd be like, muddy waters puked all over the queen's purse, just ruining Easter ceremonies, you know, the bring of the egg ceremony or something. And then he would laugh hysterically to himself. About his own. And then my mom would complain about it at breakfast. Like, she's like, your dad had his damn queen vomiting dreams again. And then analyze him. And she'd be like, I think he must have found the queen very arousing at some point. Ah. She was a very beautiful woman with a very gorgeous figure in her early days so he, she must have aroused him early on yeah so there was oh i mean they were crazy it was yeah i mean they were like great but crazy they're very you know creative and kind and stuff but uh yeah the, but our relationship is somewhat similar in the sense that like my dad not very expressive but always silly very similar to my husband who's yeah. now says more, better than my dad like he says i love and like he's a little more and he's yeah i think just generally person. generationally like it gets a yeah. little bit better with emotion as we talk more about like mental health care and totally we're like let's stop shooting Um, places i have like a a question about like being like an adult and doing adult things like getting married you know sometimes like i'm a people pleaser so that's why i'm curious what your advice would be on this or like your thoughts um when you when you meet people when i meet people like i i have a a journal where i like write down all the possible red flags about a guy that i'm seeing just to see if i'm right (laughs) i'm just trying to like hone in smart i'm gonna try to get i'm trying to get my instincts sharp right and so but then i i get i get into this zone of like well i shouldn't have to sacrifice a goddamn thing and it and it's like well that's not what a relationship is there's certain things like well if he doesn't say i love you to me i he should want to say that and i shouldn't have to say that you know i could kind of get carried away that, with it. i get that way too i got i i that's like one of my biggest problems is i i'll like compare early in relationships like this guy wouldn't do that to their relationship isn't like yeah this. but the truth is everyone's crazy and everyone has some scenes in their life that they would not want anyone to see so yeah that's for you know, sure 100%. and i feel like all marriages like when you see some couple dancing with each other and you're like that's love like when they're old i mean like yeah i mean he's already brought her to the bring her like yeah 10 <laughs> yeah. times and back and she's been just so disgusted and furious with him a million times and you can feel very different about somebody every day so like how you feel about yourself day-to-day changes and totally. of course yeah there's some days i'm just like like i like i remember getting home and i was mad at him for something like he didn't send the right kind of text i was doing like a late night thing and i was like he didn't ex- express in the right way that he was excited when i came home just like really ready with my speech i was gonna give him and then he was like sitting on the floor meditating and in actual Aww. like buddha pose like he Aww. had like his his hands like a, it was so like and i was like ah, i guess shit i can't be mad he does meditate you know like so it's just like he makes his own kombucha like he's trying you know Aww. i had to teach him that kind of like certain things and instead of taking it really personally you know like i'll be like when i'm doing this like can you 
tell me these things because he doesn't need that kind of encouragement right. himself you know uh-huh. he's like but you're gonna be great and i'm like no no but you have to say you know now he's learning you have to so say it's also it loud, just explaining yeah. it things that you wouldn't think necessarily but for somebody else like you know like they might you know he has to explain to me that like to try to you know not leave all my clothes in a wild pile that he like trips on when he walks in or whatever there's mm-hmm. just things that we both could be like highly judgmental and take personally right so i think a lot of it's that it's just like don't be hurt they, they just just tell explain like uh, yeah just tell people you need. what you need yeah that's really yeah. important that's that's the thing I'm, I'm just now understanding like oh you have to let that person know what you need they can't guess yeah, exactly. Like with my first yeah. boyfriend, he was like he always took the train in from like upstate New York, and and I was living in this in Manhattan, and he would come in with like a, a like a lot of energy, and I cannot handle that. I'm like I'm kind of like just like calm, like in a calm state like all the time. Yeah. Uh, my own calm. Everyone's listening. Like what the fuck are you talking about? But like, uh, and he calm. would bounce around. I'm like I just need you to like come in with like a a less intense level of energy when you first greet me, and then we need to work up to that energy together because it just it, I found it to be super off-putting and like would throw me off for the whole day and then once I said that he just came in with a calm energy and everything was fine but like he would have so never good. known that because like what a weird request to like can you be less energetic but for some reason it just it just made me angry and it threw me off and it felt like I can't connect with someone who's at a 10 when I'm at like a 5.5 yeah that makes a lot of sense for <clears throat> a perfect example of something that like yeah, like how do you know ever know that know. that's a very it's, specific yeah, thing communicating that without sounding like a dick is is my hurdle you're not gonna sound I mean or like, like without getting mad because I'm so uncomfortable asking for what i want like what's an example can you give us an example fuck me more you know oh <laughs> yeah i mean yeah like if i need to have i'd be having well, sex more if my- dear god i certainly yeah the humor i've had i've had people sit uh sit, sit me down me down and say that they needed to get fucked more yeah and that's what they said yeah I, I mean, I don't more. think they said fucked, but they, uh, God, I can't remember who it, is. it might have been my, I can't remember, but they were like, you know, where they were like, oh, we're having sex like, you know, two to three times a week. Like I need to be having it like more. And I said, okay, well okay, then like you need it, to yeah. be, we need to be in the same room more. Cause that's the problem. <laughs> like if I'm yeah. only seeing you two to three days a week, like, I don't know if you, how can we be, I can't have seven t- sexes in like two days. Seven you know, I just that's don't really have cute. seven <laughs> sexes in two days. It's like the most adorable it's phrase I've ever New rom com that's coming out. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, and it was fine. It was more for me like a logistics issue. So I was like, all right, let's get, let's fucking work this out and we'll have more sex. That's it's, great. Yeah. It's fun. Like, that's the, I'm like, man, relationships can be so fun when you're like, it when can you be, can yeah. talk about what you need and then help each other get it. Yeah. And also, it's like, it's I feel like I used to do this like I'd like design the person I needed to meet like I need to be with somebody that's in the business but doesn't do what I do and this mm-hmm. understands that and da, da, da. and it's like that need to control everything pre-control because you have made bad choices I also feel like it's and like none of that is you can't you can't that list design. is gonna go it's out not the like window. a weird science thing where you can like create your potential exact person that right. won't hurt or disappoint you like people will and yeah so and like we're really different so like you know, in a weird way, I designed who I thought would be this like perfect like guy that would accept my life, you know, but mm-hmm. he's like 
and almost like an accidental feminist. Like he, you know, because he does all the <laughs> cooking because he's a yeah. fireman. He loves to travel and he just comes on the road with me all the time because he could switch shifts and he mm. can, they work like we do a few days in a row. But there's this weird kind of things. I was like, I deserve this and I deserve that and I need that. But it's just like, but it's it like, kind of do felt, you like, yeah, yeah those, it's just more about two people accepting each other and then like, like remind, nagging each other about what they want. But, and then also remembering like in two weeks, I might just be like disgusted with him one day, just like he might come home and I'd be like, I don't care for him one bit. Like, and yeah. then that's just normal. Okay. Cause, yeah. I was, cause I was gonna ask you, cause I mean, there's been times when I've been, you know, dating a boyfriend who I really like, but then every now and then, like you'll be, your head will be on the pillow and you'll turn to your right and you'll be like, is this, should this person be here still? Do you, and like, you still feel like that every, every now and then with a husband? I feel like, well, you know, it not like, it not like fully should he not be here, but I feel like we're like comics. So there's part of us that are just like, you know, is this all just going to get taken away? Yeah. This is a bad mm-hmm. And also, who, and also it's like, again, I don't know anything about marriage. I've only been married six months. What could I, how could I possibly know anything about me? Like now? Yeah, it's pretty fun, but like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, who knows what I'll feel. And I'm sure there'll be many a day where I'm just like, he needs to get the hell out of here. And yeah. fast. I've packed many bags and relationships. I always like pack like a bag, hoping that'll like, Tell me not to, you know. So. Oh, Don't go, Rachel. Like a dramatic pack bag. Yeah, you're just putting salt shakers in. Totally like, not, actually. I probably, I probably packed two bags. Like, it, like I did two fake packing things. But <laughs> yeah, I do that like early on, and then you like realize, all right, you can't. Like that's the thing of getting married. It's like it's bigger deal to like pretend to pack some sort of you know, true and wait for him to be like no come back <laughs> yeah you can't do that but I do think it's good uh just going back to the beginning of the interview like you wanted to meet someone and then you like went out and met someone because I feel like so many people especially now like they're almost like embarrassed or feel like they shouldn't have to like search for someone but like a relationship can be like anything else like if you wanted to be a, yeah you know if you want like the same way you, if you want to be a comedian you have to go to an open mic then you have to get booked on shows then you have to go to networking events like it is the same thing if you want a relationship you do have to work. even work for getting it you're not gonna like just that's what trip i feel into like someone. i agree with you yeah. i got a lot i got like a lot of different advice like you know it's like some friends would be like just like love yourself but i mean also who loves <laughs> themselves i do you can love yeah. yourself but i'm saying you can't i mean who a hundred percent in some perfect ideal right. way loves themselves yeah we love ourselves and then we're discussed i mean it's just like yeah that's <laughs> goes in it goes you out you have to learn to fully love yourself i mean when does that end it's a never just, just like yourself yeah, just, just be tolerable yeah, be of cool yourself. with yourself and yeah but i mean i don't know about that when they're like you just you have to and then if it's supposed to it will and i mean i had another friend that was like oh if you want to meet somebody you have to go try to meet somebody and so yeah for right. me that's what i did you know yeah but it makes sense because like if you when you start once you start thinking about like relationships the same way you do business obviously you're super successful in business and in your career so it's like but if you think about that and you put the same kind of like work into it it is possible you're uh, like as, I, as soon as i started thinking about things in a different way like oh i need to take this a little bit more seriously yeah then things get better <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and it's not like something to be ashamed of or like you don't have to hide the fact that you're working on it yeah i used I to like, like pretend like it's still shameful to some people i'm fine i'm fine i'm a loner fuck you like i i, I kind of had a little bit of that error yeah, to me. yeah. I, mean, I just got out of a not just it was a year but a <laughs> seven year relationship yeah. so i'm like all right wow, that's need- a long relationship yeah, yeah. So-, so i gotta chill a little bit but um but to want that, like I used to, yeah, I used to be like shy to even say that. Well, mm-hmm. also as women, I feel like once weak to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, well, the key for me, I just realized this like a couple months ago. If you just replace like I want a boyfriend or I want a man with uh, I want a partner, Happy. and yeah. you think about it without that, like anyone saying it, you think about a lesbian saying it or whatever, it doesn't feel as sad. Right. For some reason, it feels sad when, when a, a woman. straight woman says it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so if you just replace, if you don't say Too many man, man, then. 
it you're like oh i just want someone to like share my life with oh that's not that doesn't I think feel women are portrayed for as, any reason i think it's i think it might be in pop culture and film and tv women mm. are portrayed as being weak for wanting a thing like oh yeah. here's here's stacy she's a hot mess can't get her life together but she desperately wants love and it's like oh yeah you're gonna associate that with well, because we do a 180 yeah, right. in society the same way with like feminism where we're like sometimes people try to just like bash down men to make women rise up yes, the same thing happened so it's like 1950s like everyone's gonna get married like every woman's gonna get married and now we went fully the other direction like just a woman with a briefcase like fucking slamming <laughs> man's faces as she walks I down the street I, I don't fucking do. need you yeah. I fisted myself last night yeah, and it's yeah. like oh, well it's there's like, a happy medium well, fists can't talk Probably back to you fists can't hold you when you're down yeah so I just like to remind myself of that you know you can be a feminist and married and make dinner sometimes like these are these are all things that you can do at the same time you could figure it all out like i I do feel like but also like what you said you were with somebody for a while and then you had some time alone i also feel like if you're going from one thing to the next i was alone for a while before yeah yeah so that's i mean but i mean what the hell do i know i've no i I lose a debit card every week (laughs) i'm a complete animal i'm shedding debit cards i'm not here to make any pronouncements this is so funny to know because i you seem like one of the most together comics Mm -mm. like no, but, yeah, but you're like you a, feel very you together, have a, um, like a jovialness to you of like I don't fuck it, like your view on the world. I, I feel like I relate, I relate to you a lot. Well, also, you uh, dress very together, so I think that you know because most people show up in like an old <laughs> baseball t-shirt that they stole from like a little leaguer, and then you're like, oh, you're like, oh, you can wear like a nice outfit, like, like a look, nice, like a nice little Rachel thing. Rachel ironed that, like you, yeah. Your, yeah. There's a necklace, yeah. Like I you like, can look pretty. The last time I even had t- like I was leaving my house early enough to put on a necklace, I could leave. <laughs> a necklace by the door with it open so all I had to do is stick my head through it and the necklace would not make it on my body. Well the funny thing is uh, do you know Ricky Velez? Yes. His wife him. is a stylist Julie. She's yeah. Really nice. yes, he and she us. came over to my apartment and, and she just goes went through all my clothes and oh. like cre- helped me create outfits. So Oh shit. Yeah, you do definitely have like a her. look that is She's that is really you. good. Fuck, and it's not very her. much and she I've helped heard me she's great because like, yeah. i used to like i just have a lot of dumb like heinous impulses fashion like i dress Same. very corporate i'm like why i've never i never even like went to college but for some reason there's like i just <laughs> I over blazer <laughs> yeah i'm always grabbing like a paula poundstone blazer. Yeah. blazer yeah yeah it's either just like too hoary just like an aggressive amount of titted <laughs> that's my or yeah. too corporate like yep. i make these really humiliating <laughs> s- same trend yeah so she would like in a very gentle way was like yeah it's a little, little corporate well, they're like i'm not really sure where are you yeah so she helped and like just basically got me like created out and told me places to get stuff that wasn't too expensive and stuff so that's why i'm slowly like like learning not to dress like i'm like i'm going to like a corporate retreat but like whoring at night like it's also a porn <laughs> shoot yeah like a porn shoot corporate retreat yeah. oh i gotta God. call her that's a great corporate milk yeah I she's love really it. good yeah i love it okay um i think that's about oh the last question is and this is just because you dangled it in front of us and now i need to know there's a sex game you played as a kid and oh, I, oh. I need to know about it because there's so many w- directions that this could go in. Um, well, I played. OK, so um, we were re- I was really obsessed with office situations like sexual office Perfect. situations. So, uh, <laughs> well, that explains yeah, your wardrobe. Now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right now. No wonder I blaze her so, so much coming back. Um, I feel like people and I have no formal education. I just like to say that <laughs> at this point in the podcast. No one taught but, me uh, anything. <laughs> I mean, I got like D's and F's in school. I was every year I really? was at summer school. I was the first one there. Everyone knew me. 
guy had like a summer school dance, you know. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, just wild failing. But this in is school. impressive because you've used yeah, a lot of successful. big words uh, during this interview. People think I'm smart because I'm sarcastic and Jewish, and but Jewish, I have yeah, no exactly. information. But I feel like Jews <laughs> get a little extra credit for knowing what they're referring to. Absolutely. Yeah. I have very little information. But I was really obsessed with like um, the idea that you would, you know, some sort of like a office sexual tension, mm. you know. So um, mm-hmm. my friend, she would be the boss and I would be the secretary and we would, I'd have a pile of papers and I would drop them and she would scream at me and be like, God damn it, shit. She was always very angry. <laughs> and then I'd be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Company. That's what his name was, Mr. Company. So I'd be like, I'm sorry, Mr. Company. I should never have dropped those briefs. And we didn't know what we were referring to or men's briefs. Yeah. But it was always around like an office situation. Oh and she'd God. be like, well, you'll have one more chance at the firm, but this is really it. <laughs> Unless maybe we could work something out. And I'd be like, well, I suppose I could come up with a couple things. And then she would kind of lift my chin up. I used to like think it was very exciting that men would say something fresh when you were a kid and you would like smack them. Because that was always happening in like old movies and right. stuff. And it turns yeah. out you're just like a weird bitch if you yeah. go around just smacking men. There's very few instances where a smack is necessary. But... uh I still feel really guilty because I smacked this kid in like sixth grade and he was like pretty nice. I just thought it was like a hot thing to do like and it would turn him on but I still feel like he, he looked confused and he just Why had this are you red me? cheek. Yeah, and I, I still feel bad for Josh Rosenblatt. <laughs> well, here's your public he said apology. Something. Yeah, he said, gave me some compliment. I was like, how dare you? Like, you know, I can't even imagine and then I just like smashed him across the face at recess. Yeah, and like, I also Mr. like a sixth company. grader like trying to be sexy like in my head. That's yeah. nice. It was fair. Oh, I tried. <laughs> yeah, That's I would. So I also funny. put my hair up on top of my head because I think I saw that in a commercial where you kind of pile it all up on top of your head. Oh yeah. And then I would do this thing where I would look at the guy driving behind me when we were on like a family trip, and I would just kind of <laughs> scrunch my face up to make like sexy expressions and hold my hair on top of my head. And I must have looked so crazy, just this eleven-year-old doing weird sexual like, glaring. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I like, do that at the mall a lot. Yeah. Oh, Glare older men. Like you think, Ugh. I thought glaring was cool because it's kind of taught in movies that you're supposed to be sort of like sinister and angry whenever yeah. anything sexual is brought up. Like how dare you? you know? <laughs> True. <laughs> and, and suspicious and very like, mm, I don't know about oh, you. My yeah, gosh. I would kind of press my non-tittage together and glare. So I try to make some sort of cleavage, some forcing some cleavage. And then I saw this this movie where all the women are lined up and they and they have their tits in the sand on the beach. And it was like it started out with some sort of like surf song, and then they all jump up one by one, and there are these like holes in the sand where their tits were. That was like the opening sequence of the movie. <laughs> what movie is that? It's called Sand it, Tits. I, I, I love think it, it might be top secret, but I'm not sure. Okay, but they ju- they're in a line and there are these little bikinis, and then like the guys come by like doing something real, but they're just like laying there with their dumb tits in the sand, and then uh-huh. and then they jump up one by one like <gasps> you know and. And then there are these holes in the in the sand where their tits were, and uh, I remember thinking like I just want to grow up and like make tit holes in the sand. Like it's a good it's a good goal for a young girl to have uh, for her life. I'm like that's all I could hope tit for is just to grow up one day and make tit holes in the sand. I'm an adult and I would love to make tit holes in the sand. I remember I would like, like to make grinding my non tittage. Like we would go to like Rehoboth Beach and my parents had no <laughs> yep, idea what I was doing, do. but I was trying to smush my <laughs> sad, uneven non tittage in the sand and then jump up and I'd be really sad that there was no tit no holes. Hole yet. Yeah, and I remember one time. They used to take me to take these brain scans because I like wasn't learning. <laughs> you were trying I was to put scan tit like holes a on the sand. I remember my parents arguing about her. My mom was like, well, maybe if we scan her again, like, you know, something will come up. And then my dad just being like, Karen, she's not normal shit. 
just get it under your thick skull. Something's wrong. And she's like, well, we can scan her one more time. <laughs> so I, I went for some sort of special brain scan to figure out like what in God's name was wrong because they just couldn't teach me a thing. We had this math tutor. In my, I'm rambling on, but we had this no, math tutor right. in my class and he in my school and he taught a couple of people and he was later to found found to be a pedophile. Uh oh. His name was Mr. File. But I remember oh, no he, way. his Mr. name was File? Mr. Fucking File and he was a pedophile. Wow. And, and he, he knew Mr. Company. <laughs> he would get so frustrated with me when I would try to learn. I would, would try to turn him on. on. I would put my uh, hair on top of my head and I would scrunch my eyes up and then he was always oh, just getting God. so annoyed with me that I wouldn't learn the math. He'd be like, come on, Rachel. It's a very simple concept <laughs> this is just the building block for the rest of the things that like i think he my was, own stupidity in math saved me from he was, him well, yeah. I mean, he, he was, was so fresh no no i was gonna Maybe. say he was so frustrated that he didn't try and fuck you mm. that's i that's, think so that's he a lot for a pedophile so angry at me he's well, like come on this isn't even like the hard part yet yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he completely forgot about me. his well because he completely <laughs> forgot about his pedophilia and he was living in a world where he could be normal to a child yeah he was just like how could this girl be so damn dense and he's like <laughs> even if you're a pedophile, we pair pedophiles up with like dumb, like just like not dumb, but like just you know, kids. Sometimes kids don't take the normal learning route. Yeah, but like if you're Supervised. straight, you don't like every. You don't like every. You know, if I, straight women don't like every guy, oh, pedophiles so many don't pedophiles like every don't like every kid. Like you can or still, certainly not the kids. That, it doesn't mean that you're not yeah. selective, right? I don't know. No. Are pedophiles selective? Someone email us. Someone tell us. We yeah. actually had a no, couple I think of people. I, I, I mean, I obviously wasn't his type for whatever his reason. <laughs> well, how did you find out he's a pedophile? Like, uh, was my he, friend he... told me later she went to him too, and he didn't molest her either. I think for similar reasons. She said she was also real bad at <laughs> that. So wait, were they, was was he actually uh, molesting kids in the school? She told me this about a year ago. She's like, guess oh, what? Remember recently. Mr. File? Like he's he was a pedophile. I was like, no way. And I'm like, I never. I do. I was like, I, I never remember him, him looking at me twice. And she was like, me neither. I got shit from Mr. File. Fuck. I do remember his wife checking on us a lot. I do remember oh. she was always opening the door. But oh. I don't remember. I remember him being Wait, very frustrated. You, he wanted me out by the time my hour was over. He's like, get this dunce. All I want out is a kid who's good at math. Why <laughs> well, is it so hard to that's find? That's pedophile repellent. You just yeah. gotta just not get something. It was my own grave stupidity at math. Like, mm. wow. That saved me, I believe. And also, I was trying to turn him on, which maybe didn't turn him on because I was doing the hair, putting my hair on the top of my head and doing a lot of, like, I dropped the papers like I would do with my sex. You're trying to do it in front of a pedophile. Too. Wow. And yeah. you, I mean, you didn't know. I think he just thought it was, it, yeah, I was very annoying to him and he didn't want to be seduced. He wanted to be the one to take mm. control. And so, but in our in our office game, she would, she would, uh, I would drop the papers and then she would try to kiss me and I'd be like, oh, Mr. Company. And then I would smack her and then she would throw me on the couch in her dad's office and just like start humping me. And that was the game. Yeah, nice. I did that. Yeah. That was like and then friends. I'd be like, no, no. Stop and she'd be it. like, yes. And I'd be like, no means no. And she'd be like, yeah, shit. God damn it. You know? <laughs> And then she told our teacher about it. And then, oh, no. I know. What she was a, rat. a little snitch. She was a little cock blocking snitch. And then, and, it, and then my mom got called, and there was oh. like a special, a special like meeting at school about oh. humping and like anti humping. Yeah. But that was, so normal, that's what it was about humping. Oh, well, humping know, another person. That's normal because I feel like that's a, like, a, that's like another way to like, shame people for their sexuality. Because what a safe way to explore your sexuality than with another like female friend. Like, that's like, seems like a great plan. I, did I definitely harmless. did that. Yeah. I did that like, fake kiss with like Matt. We would. 
put like that. a mask on and then we would just like try, pretend to make out with each other yeah i would and tell this fun. girl Catherine to just touch my butt I'm yeah like, can you touch my butt and she's like okay i'm like thank you and then that was just it. touch it yeah just like, like scratch my butt, butt. swipe oh, no just like cute. yeah i'm like just yeah. like claw my butt <laughs> it is normal you're right and and it was so they genuine. had a sex therapist come to my house to talk about it like i was definitely traumatized like i thought oh, i did yeah. something disgusting yeah they made it so much worse than it needed to be like nothing you were doing was wrong the therapist had a doll and and they and they told me how i wasn't supposed to touch my girl a girlfriend's bathing suit parts and and there was like a song she she had a what? guitar how we old said, were you what i was like 11 and they she, didn't call you were 11 so you could have gotten your period at that age and they didn't call it a vagina yeah, it was weird. And then I remember she had a guitar and she sang like songs about like healthy sexual interaction <laughs> no way. or something. No way. My mom's like, Susan's going to come over in 15 minutes and do some guitar work with you. And I remember she... To watch this one-on-one... Oh my God, Rachel. Me, I can't imagine watching this with a group of people, but if someone came to my fucking house and played a guitar directly to me, <laughs> I would pay to watch your face, Corinne, she just had, deal she with that. She sang a song called Bathing Suit Parts. We're like, bathing suit parts, bathing suit parts. We all have our own to touch them. We have to yeah. find this song. And she I rocked hope there's a around. Recording. She rocked around the living room with the guitar, just and uh, sang bathing suit parts. Yeah, and then, and then by the end, I guess oh they thought God. I would stop like making out with my girlfriends, which I continued to do. <laughs> yeah, so I just felt more ashamed. Do it in the woods it. now. I'm yeah. I'm traumatized now. <laughs> wow, it's very strange. Oh my God. Well, I wow. think wow. anyway. Thank you. <laughs> Hopefully we can work into that bathing suit song as we cut out into these. Uh, Rachel, where can we find you online? Yeah, what do you want to promote? Where can we see you? Uh, My, uh, I guess on Twitter at Rachel Feinstein or on my Instagram is Rachel Feinstein underscore, and I usually put my dates up on Instagram. Yeah, perfect. And you're always at the Comedy Cellar, and you tour all around. Yeah, (sighs) you can watch my uh, Netflix, my half hour. It's called the Stand Ups. I'm on season two of the Stand Ups. Yes, excellent. Guys, thank you so much. Rachel, thanks to the bathing suit song. This has been wonderful. Good laughs. Uh, Yes, this has been Guys We Fuck the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. I'm not the jealous type. I'm not a freak in you Something I know how to do in school Sensation override Fresh hope can't take the heat There's nothing in the green This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.